You have a joke? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Tell me your joke. Um, what do you call a person that's covered in dirt and its name is Darrington? I don't know what. Dirtington. Aha, Dirtington. That's hilarious. Since my daddy never laughed at it. <laughs> Bye. You didn't laugh at that? No, he didn't. Mm. She doesn't understand how comedians' minds work. Start the start the uh, start the theme. Three, so kick back, relax, hit that, roll up your sleeve. All your cool motherfuckers can stay, but bitches leave. Time for three guys on broadcast the prosperity. Hit the tip drop of the jet, yeah, yes. Think you're better than me. Now here's the smooth brother coming in hot with coherence. This is Michael Diamond. Nice, Randolph Terrence. Keep you maintaining, hit you with the weight training. We'll explain the illusion of police retraining. And this is Randy's number one Andy. A songwriter for comedy, got the tablet handy. Andy Klein, Mr. On Time, slinging punchlines from the cut, walk at a straight line. Then the thriller, Mr. Tim Miller, crowd killer. Say hello, it's probably not here out trying to raise his daughter. Tune in to 3SPN Keep the sock puppet nation Let the party begin Haywood, Pop Pop, PD, Romaine Top of the list JL Chadwick, the black eye who tips Might be waxing philosophical or talking bullshit Might be just trying to help you get a Nice pretty young bitch You have an opinion, let's hear it through a proper The world may suck, but I like it, I want you Facebook, email, tweet us, get out your closet If you're dropping our names Now let's come together, there's nothing else to say Let's start the show, Randolph, hit him with the Hey, hey, hey Hey, hey, nice. How's everybody feeling this Monday? Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Who we got sitting in today? Who's here? Chris Lambert. Chris Lambert. Not really one of the SP Nation. He predates that. Yeah. Chris yeah. is just three, three guys on family. There Free was, puppet. There was no theme song when when we when I did it nope. the first time. You were our first guest. Yeah, on the podcast. Was your first guest, really? Episode twelve. Wow. Yeah, this is episode five ninety four. Wow, that's how, how far, far we've come, you guys. Chris Wick. Yeah, it's a whole new world. Yeah. That's what we used to sing, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? No. (laughs) I had to open up the podcast with my daughter's uh, latest joke. She had decided that she wants uh, wants me to take her on stage. Really? So she can be famous. So she's not shy. Why would you do that to her? Her words were so she can be famous like daddy. So daddy's not famous. You're famous. You're on TV. (laughs) I'm on upper cable, girl. (laughs) Upper cable? (laughs) (laughs) What does upper cable mean? It's cable that people don't watch where you got to go way to the end of the dial. It used to be on the cable because you don't know about this because you used to get a cable box. And the, the, you had you a had dial, a, right? But there was two different types of dials. There was, a and B. There was a turn dial, I had, and then there was that? a dial where you slid. And I don't remember the, that. All the shit channels were at the end of that. Were at the end, of, oh, end of, up oh. into high numbers. What all year are we shit. talking? Oh, I was when cable was first really. Nineteen eighty. Well, I had whenever we, Robert Klein's first HBO special was because he okay. did one of the first HBO specials. Yeah. I remember watching that, thinking, "Man, this guy's amazing." Well, he was on TV. He's famous. As a kid, yeah. You know? So so your daughter wants to get on TV. I don't know if she wants to get on TV. She, I think she, I don't know. She, she wants to get on stage. She likes coming up with jokes. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, you know, you could you start them young. You know, she's she gets mad at me because I, I never laugh. Well, you know, that's funny. I'm bad at forcing laughs. We need like Elton. Elton does a good job of that. You kind of have to be a dad, though. You kind of have to encourage her. I'm a comedian, man. You're just going to be really. Like yesterday, I was watching her little friend. Her little friend is uh, studying karate, and she came. uh, We came dropping him off, and she had a gi on. With her little belt, so she's a her gi with her orange belt, and I yeah. said, uh, "Oh, how many forms do you know?" And she goes, uh, "She goes, oh, I know three. I said, "Okay, show me form number one." So I'm watching this. Me, her mom, and and my wife are watching her do the form, and she finishes the form. My wife and her mom go, "That's great, that's great." You were like, "It was I." No, we came in the house. My wife goes, "That's great." I said, well, it wasn't good." No, her, how old her, was this her kid? arm was Seven. in the wrong place. How was the kid? There was Eight. a lot of things wrong. <laughs> it wasn't just wrong. Wow. Eight years old, but that's her instructor. It's not her fault. It's her instructor's fault. I remember because I wouldn't test. I'm, I wouldn't have given her a belt. <laughs> I'm kind of like that too. I, I remember going back to maybe a couple years ago, going to my cousin's daughter's Christmas play, yeah. right? And it was at my old school, like the the stage yeah. where I started <laughs> as a young artist at Mount Calvary School. <laughs> And uh, it was a Christmas play, and it was this kid in a wheelchair, yeah. and he didn't commit to his role because right, yeah. his legs yeah. weren't working. Yeah, his legs were moving. And he was moving. <laughs> like, he used his legs to get across <laughs> the stage. I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> Carol Page, my director, would not let that happen. And how old was this child? Probably <laughs> probably like nine or That's ten. I told my okay. wife. My wife, was, yeah. my wife was all mad at me. Don't be so critical. You're, I said, you were a professional ballet yeah. dancer. <laughs> you started yeah. dancing at four. Don't even presume to tell me. It's true. And you taught you taught young people how to dance. Don't even presume to tell me I was like that, that you would too. let them do something that wasn't up to par. Because I used to teach. To I, I used to teach theater. <laughs> like uh, you probably know that. Whatever. I used to teach theater and and uh, like suburban Chicago and Skokie, Illinois, and we used to have we would have to write plays for the kids and direct them. Yeah. And I was really yeah, you were like, I was this like, like this is real. I was like this is no this is my name is on this. Yeah. I was like now I can now cuz I talked to them. I didn't talk down to them. I just talked to them like little people cuz that's what they are. They're little people. Yeah. Right. And I I would use I was like do you do you think <laughs> Do you think <laughs> is this is this that bullshit you gonna do? Like, do, you, do you think Hannah Montana? Do you think Miley Cyrus? <laughs> she goes to rehearsal. She learns her lines. What was the other girl Hillary Duff? Because this was when Lizzie McGuire <laughs> yeah. was hot. Yeah, and I was like, she learns her lines. It, she doesn't just show up. Do you think this is that bullshit that they do? Yeah, that yeah. Did you did you pull the? What do you think this is a game? A couple yeah. times. You think it's a game? You think it's a game? You think it's a game? I, I, I used to say. You gotta that. say it fast, like. I was like, y'all, y'all gotta get this, get it together. And they would say, Chris, why do you say y'all all the time? Because these were like, you're focusing on the wrong thing here. <laughs> exactly. Kids. And I remember the last year I got to run the camp, and so I would just, I was like the director of the camp, so I didn't really get to have the hands on. Right. You know, I was kind of like a coach, like, yeah. like, like, uh, you know how like an NFL coach, like they're they have their hands in everything, but they don't actually. Yeah, run yeah. the team. So yeah. I was sitting in on an audition, like because we would audition the kids for these roles. Jesus, and, and yeah, and like <laughs> I was sitting in there with this one guy, and this kid like nailed the scene. It was just like Footloose Junior, <laughs> and so like this kid just nailed the scene. And the the other guy was like, 
holy shit, that was good. <laughs> and these kids are like eight and nine years old. It's just like, oh, sorry, sorry. That was good job. You know? Yeah, nice work, child. Nice yeah, work. nice work, child. But I, I love that was the best job I ever He's had in my in life. He's coming in his pants. I can't believe it was so good. Yeah. I, I can't. That was the best job I ever had in my life. Not in a sexual manner. Just no, coming over right, the fact yeah. that the kid did yeah. so well. Because yep. yeah. it's like that's the closest thing I would be to like to feeling like a coach. Yeah. Like you tell a kid that doesn't like really believe in themselves yeah. and you make them, they believe it and they believe yeah. it. And then they, they do really well. Yeah. Like kind of like the blind, like the blind side when a white mother adopts uh-huh. a big black child, and yeah. she makes the child believe that he can, he can protect his quarterback. She didn't just help the child. She helped herself. She helped she, herself. No, no more than that though. <laughs> she also told the coach how to coach. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. She told everybody how to do everything. That's and true. Like what did she do with the drug dealer? She just how to she, deal drugs better. How to deal how to deal drugs. They got really good at dealing drugs. How to face she faced down her fears. I gotta start dealing drugs yeah. better than this man. <laughs> I ain't living my life right. I remember I talked about that on stage mm-hmm. one time. I never I never committed to the bit that that I knew that movie was was the fakest part of that movie was when she walked up to a drug dealer and faced down a drug dealer, and then this this white lady in the audience goes right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what though, like right. movies movies like that, it it was I got a little emotional watching it. Man, sometimes they, those it's you know sometimes they tug at your heart. I knew sometimes. the story already, so I was like this step. And even the same, and I knew Michael Orr didn't like. And it. Michael Orr, he didn't like his man. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that! But I didn't know that when I watched it. Yeah. But those movies, like it's, I, I would say, this movie, what's the Kevin Costner movie where he's teaching well, track to the Mexican? The, the Mexicans, yeah. Like that movie, I was like, man, this is gonna be some bullshit. He gonna teach these motherfuckers. Man, fuck this. Yeah. White yeah. savior movie. White savior. <laughs> and it was a scene where, like, they were they were doing cross country, and they were like up against some big team, and it was the finals, and one kid got hurt. And then the the fat kid had to be the anchor, and yeah. he was running oh, around no. the corner, yeah. and he like, and they did well, and I just like got emotional. I was yeah. like, oh my god! Yeah. Well, you like, had that, you had that that fat kid solidarity. Fa- yeah, that too, yeah. and that because it also was, you're Mexican. I'm Mexican. Well, that too. I've I've been to Taco Bell. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, I've been, to, I've been to Chipotle. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I hope not. What Taco know, Bell? I haven't been there in a long time. I went there for the first time in a long time did recently. You shit? No, everybody says that. I must have just a, a, You've a good stomach. You've said that before. You have an iron stomach. When people are like, you're going to be shitting. Uh, I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> You've said that before. You, yeah. have, you don't get nauseous. I haven't vomited since 97. Yeah, you have like an iron stomach. Man, I... But I Taco Bell, man. Taco Bell, no, Talks but no over. place. I mean, that's not just a Taco Bell thing. No, pl- Everyone says that about every place. You go to McDonald's, you go, shit. I've never heard anybody and, say that about Popeye's. You show yourself. No, they don't say that about Popeye's. Like, I would probably slap some if they said that. You go, shit. You go, shut shit. your mouth. Shut the fuck up, nigga. Oh, you, you spend all day shitting tomorrow. Smack the shit out. Don't look. Ever in your life. life. Disrespect Popeye's like you start that. start whispering. Don't <laughs> you ever say shit about Popeye's. Disrespect Popeye's. Hey, that's life changing, man. Cajun Spark. Cajun Spark. My little brother put that, sent me that thing that somebody sent. He sent it to me yesterday. About Popeyes? Well, somebody put the somebody put it up. Let me see. Again. What's in the five dollar box? That's what he said. That's KFC, right? He said, "Oh, it's Popeyes." Stop letting Drake, Beyonce, and all this other stuff distract y'all from what's really going on. Popeyes five dollar box ends in three days. Stay woke. <laughs> what? What's in it? I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I don't care. I don't get it. I just, hey, look. It's Popeyes. It can't be bad. No, when I get it, like I'll get chicken. It'll be like I'll get like. An eight piece and eat it for like two or three days. Yeah, listen, whatever's in that five dollar box, 
Just put Cajun Sparkle on it, and it's going to taste it's gonna good. It's going to be good. Yeah. I don't and care here what it is, it is. Popeye's Big Box. Popeye's $5 Big Box. This is actually, I'm going to Popeye's website right now. Oh, shit. A real $5 meal the Popeye's way includes two pieces mixed or three tenders. Your choice of two pieces or three tenders. Two pieces mixed. What's that mean, Andy? Um, Can I get two pieces white? Here's what people would, yeah, but you have to be breast and wing. No, Here's fine. what people used to do when I worked at Popeye's. They'd be like, yeah, two-piece uh, white meat. Sure, white meat is breast and wing. Mm-hmm. Two Dark breasts. meat is leg and thigh. Yo, make it two, can I get two breasts? No. You no, you can't. Shut the breast fuck up, is like man. four times the size of a wing. No, you can't get wing. two Can you breasts? just add? Why don't you just... You, you can, add, you can get individual chicken. pieces. Yeah. But people would always try to like, yeah, you know what? Uh, make it uh, two, two breasts. Now, some people would get a two-piece and ask for two wings, which you're shortchanging yourself. Yeah. You yeah. Did we y'all would, throw them in some extra biscuits? We would yeah. honor it. Yeah, maybe throw them. What if they got fries? We always dump extra fries in there. That right. was part of it anyway. But two thighs, you, you can do that. Two legs, you're fine. But once you go two breasts, now we got to charge you. Yeah. So that's why, because they have to throw in the mixed part, because then people will say, what, it's two pieces? I got two pieces. So two pieces mixed or three tenders. Mm-hmm. Two tenders regular are- sides. So you can get red beans and rice or fries or mashed potatoes or whatever. It costs a lot, though. Two sides and one biscuit. So no drink comes with that. No that's, drink. That's still a I'm good deal. I'm going home, man. Just get it to go. Go home. Drink, yeah. some, drink water. Yeah, chicken is, is expensive. <laughs> oh, here Just, it is. Uh, it's, uh, it's available until September 27th. This is uh, mm-hmm. the, the small fine print. Breast substitution upcharge may apply. Mm-hmm. Price plus a- applicable tax. Price may vary outside the 48 continental United States. That's actually a very good deal. That's uh, two pieces. That's a lot of food, though. I wouldn't eat all that food. I get two. I would a two piece meal. Last. A two piece meal is two pieces with one side and a biscuit. Well, you eat all the chicken and you save one of the sides. This is cheaper than a regular two piece at Popeyes. I think a regular two piece is more than five bucks. The farthest, I, far highest I would go is five pieces, but depending on what you. I stick with the two piece. My order is a two piece white meat, mild with fries. That's for, my me, preference. for me, sometimes it depends on the sale, what they got going on. I, I don't even fuck around. I don't even look. To you see just know it. what you. Two piece white meat. Well, you work there. You know exactly what fries. you want. Spicy yeah. is not too spicy for me. I just prefer the flavor of the mild better. It, mm-hmm. it has seasoning on it, too. Yeah. But, I, see that. I usually get the spicy. Yeah. I, I mean, I used to get spicy sometimes, but when I worked there, I just. Also, if preferred I get the spicy, the mild. I don't have to share it with my daughter. You be shitting spicy. <laughs> you shit spicy. share with my child. I don't have to share it with she my daughter. She doesn't like spicy? Oh, no. <laughs> we used to have to season spicy. the chicken, and this was the thing with with spicy chicken. So they would put a, the chicken comes in bags, right? Just bags of like raw chicken. It's not frozen. Um, you put it in this bin. You wash it. You, there's a little chunk of fat on every thigh. You pull that off. I pull off. Stick it in a bucket, right? The bucket, the little bucket full of thigh fat, we take into the freezer and throw it into a giant, like, 50-gallon trash can that fills up with frozen thigh fat. That sounds disgusting. And eventually, someone someone comes to take it. (laughs) And I believe they sell that to cosmetics companies. Fight club style. But uh, you just had this 50-gallon drum of thigh fat that would slowly fill up. Uh, it's like one of those giant trash Does cans. Is it stink in there? No, it's frozen. It's, yeah, it freezes, yeah. you know. So you would just throw that day's thigh fat on top of the frozen thing, and then that would freeze. 
You would never smell it. Andy Klein, the Edward Snowden of Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs> and then at some point, I never saw the guy come get it. I think they came like early in the morning, but at some point. Or in the middle of the night. One yeah, or two. they would come get it, and, and who knows what they would do with that. Because uh, we could have just thrown it in the trash. Yeah. But they kept it. There's a reason yeah. they kept it. They sold it. Yeah, yeah they, they sold some money off that shit. So then after you wash the chicken. Why you, specifically thigh fat? Well, because the thigh has, thigh has this. has more fat on it. It just has this particular chunk of fat on yeah. it. Yeah. Sometimes other pieces have a little piece of fat. You just take it off. But the thigh, every thigh. Don't throw that in that thigh fat, boy. No, you, you put throw that shit away. All the fat goes in. Thigh fat. All the fat goes in. The <laughs> wing fat will go in there, too. But uh, the thigh has this particular chunk of fat. You just rip off yeah. and throw it in. So. Then you put the chicken in this like sort of semicircle tumbler kind of mm-hmm. sink, and then you sprinkle the spicy seasoning over it, and you have to like get your hands in there yeah, and just work it, it in. Work it, yeah. Problem is, chicken bones are sharp, so you might get like a tiny like cut on your hand. You and wear then you gloves? Get, well, you we would wear gloves, but like you would get like if you got seasoning in the cut, mm-hmm. it would just burn for the rest of the day. So you would we would wear gloves. But sometimes the spicy, just the seasoning itself would just kind of get on your arm, and even if you didn't have a cut, it would just it would burn. Damn. And it would like your arm would be warm all day in that spot. <laughs> Shit. So I think I might have an aversion to spicy chicken because it was such a pain in the ass to season the spicy wow, chicken because you had to constantly wash your arms. And Did hands you guys off. rotate that job around? Like okay, yeah, no one wants to do it. Today's you your day, spicy. dog. Yeah, we did. It was like, we hey, want to do this. Well, hey, you go season. We have there were boxes of chicken. Go season three boxes. I mean, I just seasoned yesterday. All right, uh, you go season three. Draw boxes. straws and shit. And it was kind of was one, be sure to get that thigh fat. Yeah. Get that thigh fat. That's worth a lot of money. <laughs> it was two people. We don't need do you, it. but we need the thigh fat to do the Popeyes ladies' hair. They fix it. <laughs> yeah. and they you could do it as a one person. You better. It'd be two people. Oh, child. <laughs> if two people were seasoning, one person would be the one actually getting the seasoning all over their arms. The other person yeah. would be would be the thigh fat peeler so they and washer of no chicken. gloves that go like all the way It didn't up. matter. It, it would go you, you, we would have dish gloves that would go up your arm but yeah. you know you're throwing that chicken around and like a little bit of just the the powdered seasoning would just get on your arm somewhere and you would feel it like you yeah. have this just warm sensation. Janky ass jobs. It's it's real spices in there guys. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not fake. Janky I heard somebody job. say that KFC was the best chicken. I was Listening to Tony Kornheiser. You know what they said? Tony Kornheiser was Front Royal had the best Royal gas Farms. station chicken. Royal Farm, excuse me, had the best gas station chicken. It's good, but it's expensive. And then somebody said, KFC is the best chicken. I'm like, it ain't got shit yeah, on Popeyes. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it ain't got shit on Popeyes. And I saw, like, they had Donald Trump was on a plane. It was a picture of him with, K- with KFC. Yeah. And I was like, I ain't voting for him. <laughs> ain't nobody going to vote for him. You root pig. KFC. On a plane. So yeah. that means he got the KFC and didn't even eat it right away. He waited yeah. until the plane got in the air just, to get the photo op. I don't get it. And then somebody else had some KFC. I'm like, what are you guys doing? People like KFC. It's fu- it's not horrible, but it's... It's it's not Popeye's. It's not Popeye's. If there's a Popeye's nearby, there's no, there's no contest. Yeah. When I auditioned at Yale School of Drama, it freaked... It, it, freaked me out that there was a Popeyes there. It was just funny to me. <laughs> it was just so like I'll never forget that. Like it, it, like you think of Yale, the hallowed halls of right. Yale University and right. it's like a Popeyes and it's like this place called Whaley Avenue and I, I, my, I asked my I asked the concierge about 
Like, oh, where can we go to a Walgreens or something? And it was like, oh, it's down on Whaley Avenue, but we don't tell the white people. We go there. <laughs> we just, you'd be all right if you went, but we don't tell the white don't people. Don't tell the white people? Yeah. Are they going to go to Popeye's and ask for chicken cordon bleu or something? Yeah. But I, can I have some. No, it's not. That's not what this is. Y'all didn't really fuck with church. Y'all never got churches up here. We had remember, churches. Um, we did have we churches. We had one on Marble Gabbard saying that a shirt, the churches that they had in D.C. Burned, burned down. Like, yeah, I don't know. Really churches was the greasiest chicken you've ever seen. It wasn't as good life. as. It wasn't that No, it's not nearly right. as good as Popeye's. It was big, though. I remember this comic I, used to, I went on the road with a couple of times, Derek Ellis. The pieces of chicken were big. Yeah, comic Derek Ellis used to do a joke about that. And he was like, "You go to you go to churches, your chicken be big, don't it?" And the whole audience would just just from that dying. line would start laughing because <laughs> just the way he said it, he was like, "Because they had that like that special steroid went chicken." To churches, I remember the song. He would, his whole bit was like the whole bit just started with. I went to churches today. Wasn't the jingle churches got the chicken with? Yeah, the, it was like an odd little, yeah, like a little southern homily type yeah. thing. And he was like, he was just, he told you just say it. He was like, the pieces be big, don't they? <laughs> I can see that. And the whole audience would just start laughing just, just from that one line. Yeah, <laughs> it's like just be big. I'm don't pulling they? up a church's chicken commercial. They were fucking big. At churches, we always give you See if they more sing of the a song. good thing. And from now until December 29th, we're giving you more of a good thing for less. For only 99 cents, we'll give you two big, juicy pieces of fried chicken. Big and juicy. Or six crispy nuggets for 99 cents. Just Damn. go into churches and say, give me the 99 cent deal, please. Six crispy nuggets sing the song. or two pieces of chicken for 99 cents. I think that might be too new. From now until December yeah. 29th at participating good. stores. Churches, we give you more of a good thing. There's one less. in Jersey City. I think I drove past one. It's like, you know how they have the two restaurants, like the KFC, Pizza yeah. Hut type deal? Yeah. And I remember one time. Which church isn't like a chicken, like a Chinese spot? Yeah. It's just <laughs> like some, some weird like that happens. Places that don't even match. <laughs> there was one time we went to a basketball game at the United Center, and me and this dude uh, uh, went to a church's. It was just like, ah. You and a dude went to eat together? We went to a. <laughs> we went to a basketball. We went to a basketball game. We were pros, oh, well. dude. Was it WNBA though? <laughs> yeah. Guys. No, we went to this was when uh Jason Williams, what's the kid? Jason, what was the guy that got hurt on a motorcycle? Jason Williams. Jay Will, yeah. He he put up a triple double against Jason Kidd, and we all got free big and tasties from McDonald's. Oh, okay. Like yeah. if they scored like a hundred points or whatever, you get right. a big and tasty. So we would call him Big and Tasty Jay because <laughs> we got the free burger. And th- that's just sucks how good he was. Yeah. Like he had the potential yeah. he had in How many burgers were missed out on because he got hurt? Because he got hurt. Could have fed a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. But uh, motorcycle. No. When I was growing up, the kid that lived in the house, like my backyard was here, and his backyard was there. Mm-hmm. Charlie Zapata. His dad owned the KFC, right? Not the KFC. The churches right by the high school. Did he hook y'all up? Oh yeah, we would walk by it, and he would just walk in. He like just get us free sodas or get us apple pies, and they served yeah. they served them hot those hot ass little fucking yeah. McDonald's apple pies yeah, too. Yeah, deep fried. We would get those or. Okra was the thing that I remember about church. I never yeah. really ate. They were okra, really southern. Yeah, Charlie, his dad, his dad. That was the first time I knew about franchises. Franchises. Yeah, like, I was like, your dad owns a churches. Is <laughs> your dad? Rich. Your, yeah, exactly. We're like, you're rich. He had a Nintendo. He had. Yeah, a, he owned a 
a church, that one church. Did that kid have all the toys? Well, his parents got divorced, so after oh, that. So you would probably get toys if your parents yeah. to get. You know what? He had an RX-7 in high school. Really? Because you know like yeah. kids that. Like, this was in 1986. So he had the original RX-7. Because we graduated in 87. He, had, he the, had an RX-7 in 86. The original RX-7. Yeah, before in 80, they, 1986. Yeah. As, a, as a, let's say, 17-year-old high school boy, he was right. driving an RX-7. Right. Wow. <laughs> That's you something know, though. Churches, like, there's, like a yeah. kid that has like all this cool shit, but their dad's dead. Yeah. Like there's this one. Yeah. I knew another kid like that. It's like his dad died, and he got the insurance money. It was just I knew like a kid like that. He had like because this one kid, his dad was in the military, and I think he died. I don't know how he died, but he would get all the toys. Yeah. And then I, I just remember like, and he used to write his name on the toy so nobody would steal it, mm-hmm. like on a and with a magic marker, but nobody would steal it, but. I just remember it's like, oh, but his dad's dead. Yeah. And yeah. so he like kind of put kid, stuff in perspective. I knew a kid just a like bit. that, that when he was, uh, we were seniors mm-hmm. because um, you're senior high school. You, like I turned 18 early. He turned 18 early. His dad died. He got all the insurance money when his dad paid. His parents were divorced. Mm-hmm. All of that. Is, do that oh, again. Sorry about that. Is that me? Uh, it's, it, it's louder than usual. I don't, it's, it's, you can see the peaks on the waveform whenever you hit the table. Yeah. Trying to do emphasis. Yeah, this table is uh, yeah. it's, uh is it's thick, it's bouncing. Thick yeah. yeah, but yeah, he yeah, got the, he got the money. He bought he bought a truck, but he actually pulled back after he did some crazy shit. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I would just feel I would feel because bad you know why he did. pulled back because he knew another guy at the same thing did that, and that guy blew all his money. Mm. You know, and he was like, oh, I can't do that. Can't, well, how often is someone going to die and leave me money? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I can't just wait for the next guy to die. <laughs> I was kind of a spoiled kid, but I would get stuff. After achievements were made, like if you get a good report card, you yeah. go get you could go to Toys the R Us. The bribery, yeah, or you get some sneakers, you know, because yeah. just like going to Catholic school, you did. We would just have uniforms all the time. So if you got some sneakers, like that was a big deal. Like, could you wear any shoes you wanted, or um, would they have to match the uniform? They would. Sometimes you'd have those bucks, like those those bass, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, bucks, or the, like just black shoes or like whatever, a, yeah. And then, like, once you got to – so by the time high school came around, when we had those dress-down days, it would be like a fashion show. And the girls, like, they would just – You had, like, casual Fridays, basically? Yeah, like, sometimes you could bring in a canned good and you could just wear <laughs> – Here's my beans dr- and my Jordans. Here's my beans and you could see – and, you know, like, it, the women, the girls there were just – Oh, like, so they would just go all out. And they some of them would get sent home. And, oh, really? Yeah, because they <laughs> – they were too slutty. But I brought a lot of beans. Yeah. It's like, no, you got to go home. So you would bring in a can good, and that would allow you to wear, like, regular person clothes. Yeah. And then you could, or then, like, you know, they'd have, like, senior dress down day or yeah. school color day. I remember one time I wore a Florida State T-shirt, like a Nike T-shirt, and it just had the swoosh on the front. Yeah. And it said Florida State in the back, and they were like, "Why is you just? This isn't a school color." I was like, "No, this is. It says Florida State on the back." So she thought it was just <laughs> the teacher thought I was just like being an asshole by right. not wearing a school name or some shit. Like they, they wouldn't fuck around. I had to turn my Spuds McKenzie T-shirt inside out oh in God. middle school Why, it was because because of beer. It was an advertisement for beer. Yeah, a lot of kids did, and like Big Johnson stuff. Too. Big Johnson, they didn't mind. That was weird. They didn't care That's about Big funny. Johnson. Um, Spuds McKenzie was big because I was like seventh grade, and mm-hmm. so and they were marketing. It was like Joe Camel. They yeah. were marketing beer to children. Right you know, here's a cute dog. 
And so, and you go, you go to the store, and there's a picture of this cute dog with like, in a, somewhere in there, there's a Budweiser logo. But we didn't care about that. We were like, Spuds McKenzie's cool dog. Did you have the Bart Simpson shirts? In in high school, Bart Simpson shirts uh, were similar. You didn't. You had to turn them inside out. Some of them because mm-hmm. they would have like. It would be again. It would be something Bart Simpson would say on television at eight o'clock at night. Right. Don't have but a cow, man. Eat don't my have shorts. A, uh, eat my shorts. Eat my man. shorts. There was a couple that had specific references to school sucking. You know, like some kind of school sucks thing. Yeah. And then oh, no, you can't say school sucks. School. You know, turn it inside out. So that was a big one. I never had the shirts, but I remember a lot of people had to either put something else on. Or they didn't know inside out was wiggity 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 whack. They didn't. They didn't know. Yeah. No, they didn't know. I, remember that. I was in a dance group and they made us. I tried telling them that. Everybody in the group wore our shirts to school one day. They made us cover them up, <laughs> thinking that we were in a gang, I guess. Oh, no. You just started a spontaneous gang. And you gang. just wanted to dance your feelings. <laughs> just wanted to dance. Just what like a the feeling. <laughs> we're just trying to save a community center, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what a feeling. Oh, man. <laughs> cover those. You have to cover those up. Yeah, Big Johnson's We've no one care. a lot of those shirts. You have to cover that. No one cared about Big And there was another one in Ocean City, I think. There was a place. There's all these beach towns that have. There's a place yeah. called Big Pecker's Bar, Bar and Grill. Yeah. <laughs> and you had a t- they had T-shirts? Big Pecker's had T-shirts. And no one had to turn their Big Pecker shirts inside yeah. out. Yeah. Big Johnson's had all kinds of innuendo. It was Man. like, it's not the it's not what's on your menu. It was the size of your Johnson that counts. Yeah, when right. I was going to school, like three surfers used to wear these shirts, uh, big titties, uh, surf, like surf lube or some shit mm-hmm. like that. Right. Big titties, surf lube. <laughs> it's, surf, it's, it's surfboard wax. Exactly. Duh. We were all like in PG County in this area, D.C. area. It was all, we were like label whores. Yeah, like you, like yeah. Eddie Bauer, Tommy, we, yeah. Tommy. It'd be like Benetton. Uh, Y'all do Benetton? Polo? Not really. Uh, it'd be like, is that is that an Eddie Bauer coat? Nigga, that's an Eddie Winslow. That ain't no Eddie Bauer coat. <laughs> Jonah on you, Charlie shit. Brown walk home. Yeah, because that was the way you got to. I guess because if you had a dress down day, or you, the way you express, oh, you got to show was, out now. You got to show out, and yeah. I was like, kind of, I kind of was just wearing. I would. Not to sound like a douche. I might have said this to you guys before, but I would dress like college dropout Kanye yeah. in 1997, yeah. 98. So it'd just be like a polo shirt and, you know, like uh, jeans and sneakers. Like I had those like. Sleeve a sweater. N- <laughs> I didn't do that. I would have sweater the Eddie Bauer Boys sweater. to men look. Yeah, boys to men-ish. We did that type. a lot. Yeah, that's what I, you know, that's how I was. But but then they had like, the st- I remember starter, the, the starter yeah, coach. yeah. And then that was played out. We had like a retro day in like 97, and I had a starter coat for retro day. And now those are coming back now. You know, we did a lot, jeans, white white shirt, some sort of a colorful tie, mm-hmm. boots, black boots, yeah, some sort of a blazer. Because that was a cool stuff. You, Boys to men. That's how I modeled my fashion <laughs> off of R and B. Boys to men would have a dress shirt, tie, jean shorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we never did jean shorts, which is weird because in Texas there are a lot of people did do jean shorts. We had jean shorts here. We did, yeah, we like, did them. Yeah. People like it's ter- I, the never did, I never, I never did jean shorts at the club. They're coming back, by the way. Not at the club. I would do jean shorts at a park or something like that, but I would never do jean shorts. If I finally try to leave the house, going to the club in jean shorts, my mom would stop me. What are you doing? <laughs> I felt like we talked about this at one point, but those remember the the Bell Biv DeVoe, another bad creation, like the starter jerseys, they yeah. like the Mets type yeah, thing. Yeah. Like we, like I I was excited about that because 
another bad creation had that. <laughs> Yeah. And that was like the outfit. And you were like, I'm part of the East Coast family. That's what yeah. I wanted to. That was the dream. Yeah. That was the dream. East Coast family? To be like 22. They had like 22 artists. 23. Well, not necessarily East yeah. Coast fan, yeah. but I thought like, you know, like the they guys. Have they have women. They have black people. They have white people. The white guys <laughs> literally called themselves it white was guys. The first group. Sudden Impact, Andy. And they changed it. Sudden Impact. W H Y T E G Y Z. White guys with a, with a Z. <laughs> yeah. There guys because there were obviously like michael jackson and it was cool and stuff but but for me like there was the remember the boys down my heart yeah oh, yeah God. like i thought like those guys it like, was were, the boys no it was just the it was no, the, they were the, yeah. the boys it was just the messages from the boys messages from that the boys album. man yeah i gotta find that i gotta get that down my heart and then the other songs lucky charm uh be my girl they were all brothers right they're all brothers it was like hansen before hansen yeah yeah there's like four of them Yes, right. it was four of them. Yeah, the boys. Remember the Jets? I remember them. Oh, down my heart. Uh, what's it? When I think about crush you, on you, Jets. They That's, were siblings. I too. got a crush on you. You know what's the? Do you remember the system? Yeah, just, I love them. I was listening to them the, the other day. The funniest moment. I was getting. <laughs> this is a fat boy moment. I was at Fuddruckers and Wayne. I think like. Persephone, New Jersey. I was just out running errands. I was like, oh, I'm near a Fuddruckers. Yep. So I went and I got my food and I sat down and don't disturb this group. Was like, <laughs> don't disturb Did you start group. going, oh, did you go back? <laughs> and I was like, I used to sing that song a lot. I, like, I wish I had a girlfriend, but this will do. This will. I used to sing that song a lot. You got, I got my Fuddruckers. I got my system. I got my orange soda. I was like, Right. You're my girlfriend now, Fuddruckers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was just like, it was sad, but it was like, I'm all right. I'm going to be all right. It's okay that she's Don't gone. Don't disturb this group. Meanwhile, on the inside. All I need is just me. I think I inside. just downloaded that song. <laughs> Eating his Fuddruckers. Yeah. It was it. good. I had They had the, the, what's the, now the AMC movie theaters have it where you can just get like the combo or the drinks or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's all there. They had that. Uh, <laughs> they had the high C orange. Okay, that was really yeah. good. I, I I had that. That was it was good. And then I went to good. Marshalls and Home Goods, and I got some towels. <laughs> this and, is Chris uh, all day. And I went home and watched uh, watched uh, f- football or something. Catched up, caught up on my DVR. Right. Yeah, I just I downloaded that song. Anyone yeah. let us play. Won't let us play copyrighted music, music anymore. Copyrighted music anymore. Just in case. I downloaded the "Don't Disturb the Screw" and "You're in My System." Yeah. You remember that song? You're I in didn't... my system. Hmm. And then Robert Robert Palmer remade it and made it popular for white people. Okay. I don't remember that at all. Robert Palmer did that a lot. He would take a because Robert Palmer was a big time R and B head. And he would take a song. I guess it wasn't that the in Robert golfer? Palmer. Like, no. no, yeah, the golfer. <laughs> he would take a song and he would he would remake it. Okay. He did that with uh, "Didn't Mean to Turn You On." Baby, I really didn't mean to turn you on. Is that you it? Remember, didn't, didn't mean, mean to, to turn, turn you on when I took you out. Okay. I knew what you were all. I vaguely about, see that was like that predated me. But I, I low key know him a little bit. Mean to turn you. He would always wear suits, right? Yes. That, that's that was but his thing. About thing. Rob, that song, that's a that's a Sherelle song. Okay. So he sang it one octave lower, exactly one octave lower than she sang it. You know who's good he at that? Keyed now? it all down one octave. There's lower. a singer, um, Alessia Cara, and she before she blew up, 
she has she had just covered on YouTube. She would do covers and she did she, not, not this is like recent stuff. She would cover like Ed Sheeran mm-hmm. or Lord or something. I was like, hey, this girl's good. She sings Hotline Bling better than Drake. Yeah, I'm sure. I was just like, oh, I'm sure. Because well, well, I remember seeing yeah, <laughs> we sing it better than yeah. I remember seeing Robert Palmer on um Oh, um, Robert Palmer on um, on Donnie Simpson's show. Okay. And Donnie Simpson's Video Robert Soul or Yeah, I okay. think uh, whatever Donnie's show was at the time, and or he was H-O. like every album he does he would do he would he would find an old song that he liked and he would sing it an old R&B song mm-hmm. or something something black it's like what and that's of, the single yeah that would usually be the single it would right. be like he did he did a couple of Marvin Gaye singles mm-hmm. you know cause he was a big you know, it's it's different with English singers English singers English people love Motown yeah you know they have a much blues. more reverence for Motown or blues or than black American, artists in than American white people do <laughs> much more reverence black music in general right yeah. so he was like he would always and it doesn't sound weird coming out of them even like a group like uh, Led Zeppelin who was like Rolling Stones like Rolling Stones no no blues music no no Led Zeppelin no Rolling Stones no there's a lot of groups that don't exist maybe not The Clash a lot of groups don't exist no David Bowie no I wish I was more had a more expansive knowledge, but it's just like for me, it's well, you know you know a lot more about music current music now than I do. It started with, like for me because that the germ was like you know dad my dad would do like the Motown stuff and mm-hmm. the soul stuff like that Al Green and all that, and then when I started buying music, it was just it was the first I bought that Boys and Men Christmas album and Midnight Marauders. And I had those tapes. That was your first two no, that you bought. First CD. Men and Midnight Marauders. First, first CD. We're going from we going from Christmas to marauding. Because <laughs> I had they had that song "Let It Snow." Yeah, <laughs> of course. Plot, was it the? How the many fly, times fly, did you man? sing that in the car while you were driving somewhere? Well, I was too young to drive. Let it snow. So my dad would be driving, and he'd be like, "Oh my God, my son's gay. <laughs> my gay son. My son is an idiot. My gay son. Well, how did I? What did I? How did I fail him? I, it's like my son's so my corny. fault. It's my no, fault. But my dad was a. He was a one of those guys that was just like. Uh, I mean, you know, he was just one of those dudes that I guess. How do you say it? Like they accepting. Yeah. Like he uh, would. Yeah. He would. He would um, indulge me. Like I. I would get like the boys album. I would play it all the time. It would be another bad creation, boys to men. It was, right. oh, it, was, it was pretty good. Jodeci. Right. Um yeah, like I love I love music. Like those so it kind of really started with me in the nine like the nineties. Yeah, I like Michael Jackson. And I did have tapes and stuff, but Let it snow. Riding around singing that shit. Yeah, I didn't loud in the car with your dad. Well, nah, we really did like it was more. It was more of the nineties. Hey, that joke you did last night—that's some blue magic. Which and, which joke? You know the one about about your the act out one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some um, working on it. Sometimes it gets dark for people, but then it's why would it get dark? You made Andy laugh. Oh, Andy actually laughed at a joke I did. Yeah, I was oh thinking about God. something I heard earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. It was one of Ava's <laughs> jokes. Don't worry about it. That's <laughs> cool. Ava, Ava told a joke on the podcast. Amy. Yeah. Ava, Ava told a joke on the That's podcast. That's hilarious. I don't. I don't know. Something about dirt. One of them, she said, "I don't laugh." At I. I don't remember now. Something about dirt. Um. <laughs> but um. 
but yeah, like that. I think for me, it was just those like the R and B stuff, and then. Well, how old were you at that point? I would have when I've got my first CD player. Yeah, like thirteen. Oh, okay. Because that's when you. Because when you when we were talking on my podcast, we were talking like, I think that's like the time where you start to, like, be a little more. Uh, definitive in the choices that you make or you, you yeah. kind of have your yeah generally I mean yeah. some people are like I listened I heard Black Sabbath when I was nine and it changed my life like I don't yeah. get that like I wasn't ready for adult music mm-hmm. at nine right but yeah by the time you get into probably 12 13 years old yeah I think your, your tastes start to form a little bit yeah because I, I think like I would say that I used to listen to Fresh Prince and at the same time, yeah. I would listen to like hardcore West Coast stuff. Like I was thinking about yesterday is anytime summertime comes on, you know, I mean, if I get in the car and, the, and summertime is on, on the radio, mm-hmm. I immediately put the seat back and kind of lay back a little bit. He did it he, when he when he was on Colbert. Like there was like a you know that's all he's stuff. got he to did. do now. Every yeah. time he does anything, he does he does summertime and some, he at rocked some point. it. Yeah, but he but so it was him and it was stuff like Snoop Doggy Dog. Uh, and it wasn't, and it wasn't Dre for me. It was Snoop was the guy. Like for me, like he was that dude. Right. And uh, like I remember, murder was the case. Like when yeah. that yeah, movie yeah. came out. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't even get it at the store. Like my dad had to go to in the Sam Goody and oh, buy it. Oh, because you were too young. Yeah, I was too young. You guys old enough for this? And then like the Dog Pound, like MC8. Uh, oh yeah. Um, e I H T. Yeah. The like Spice One, that menace to society. Mm-hmm. And like he's like yeah. the K goes blah. And I'm like uh, 13. Like, listen, I'm like, oh my God, why are they letting me listen to this? I was in middle school Tupac. listening to the Two Life Crew. I'm a hipster about Tupac because I think he's he's great, but he was not my favorite rapper. But yeah. I liked him like before. I liked him like Poetic Justice uh, soundtrack, Tupac. Okay. And um, even like Digital Underground stuff. Oh, way but back I, when. But I didn't have I didn't have digital go underground. Go ahead and rock this. Same song. Now with clown around, when to hang yeah. around Same with the song. underground. Yeah. yeah. That was yep. his first like his first verse on anything. Yeah. 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 He killed it. Yeah. That's the nothing but trouble soundtrack. Nothing right? but trouble. Yeah. All around the world mm-hmm. it's the same song. Yep. It's all around the world. I came to the party to get naughty, get my rap. What? Oh, she's oh, she's taking it to the <laughs> to the dirty the erotica area yeah, to, the, to the dirty to the dirty area too. Uh, he was OC. He was out of my control. wife walked by singing strip club anthems. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I saw that video. We were standing in the club. And I was talking to my boy, and he was like, "What the fuck is that?" And they showed the video. The video was playing the one where he was in the strip club. Yeah, and the girl was throwing the pouring so, the champagne down her body. And they were catching the glass. So you were in the a club watching footage of a better club, right? Like, oh. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> oh man, how do you want it? <laughs> you should have gone to that club. And that's what my girl walks by singing. <laughs> I would say I was in a at a strip club with a famous comedian. I'm not going to say who it is. And we were after a show, and one of the famous just com- the comedian that bought you wings. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Did a comedian buy me wings? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> no, that Dion took went yeah. to after Caroline's. We went, he. We were we went to this cool place and I think and we were hanging out and I was eating the chicken with the knife. He's, he's like, man, you better pick up that chicken. It wasn't fried chicken. It was just I was. Did you know. then say okay, DL? Yeah, and pick up the yeah. chicken. You didn't yeah. stand up for yourself. You didn't say I. I this is how I eat chicken, DL. No, he. They just laughed at me and uh, it was funny. 
I don't mind taking, you know, being the butt of him. He, what are those, do you? What are those? But this, so this, the famous comic, he was saying, yeah, I was, I was getting a, was getting a lap dance, and the, uh, and there was this guy staring at me getting a lap dance, like, because he recognized, because he recognized. Oh, that's him. that's awkward. Like, like they were just trying to, and he was just like, he's <laughs> like, dude, what are you doing, man? I'm trying to get my discretion lap dance. here. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? I remember when with Kevin Brennan on strip club. He just disappeared. It just seemed like like it's a he just like, disappeared with the strip club. We we went to the door. Puff of he smoke went left and left never you. saw him again. <laughs> like what the fuck? Would have happened when you found him? I, we didn't. Oh, you never found him. Never so the found next him. Day. I just went home. It was me and the feature and Kevin Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Uh, fame is a it's a weird thing when you and you kind of want you you want to be noticed for your for your work and you want people to, a lot of people but know not in you a are. strip club but it's just like the the being around this guy he's just like dude if you weren't here it would have been worse because like i was talking to the guy a guy after the show and we were in a bar this wasn't the strip club but we were in a, a bar and it was just like oh my god and like i i took the bullets for him and he yeah. was like on the other side of me eating but the the way that that it and it's it's an interesting thing it's like like, do I really want this? Like, I want this, but I don't want that. Right. And these people have to deal with with that all the time. It's just like it's, I was I was in a bar once with Dave Coulier. Oh shit! And yeah, I that. it was it was funny because like me and I wasn't even on the show. I was just giving him another comic a ride back, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Let's go to a bar or something." We're like, "All right, we're driving past the bar, stop in," and then we're just standing in this area of the bar. It's pretty full. And all these people are like noticing, oh, that's the guy. Yeah. And mostly women are noticing him. And uh, we're just kind of hanging out, talking, you know. And then just like a, a girl walks up like, oh, my God, I grew up with you. You're so great. And then like when the first woman walks up, all the other women are like, oh, we could do that? Because they were just and, looking yeah. at him. And so it was like almost one at a time. A girl would walk up fawn over him it's so great meeting you can i get a picture and then she would leave and then like the next girl who had been eyeing him like ah my window and she would get up and go and so it was like single file almost all these girls were just like walking up to him and like shaking his hand and taking his picture and they all said they grew up with him even though they were all of different age groups because he said you know that's that's the way it is because it's on it still plays. Yeah. So every new generation still grows up on Full House. So he's got fans that are like twenty-one year year old girls. How did he? How did he handle it? He was Banged fine with him it. Out. Yeah, he banged <laughs> them one at a time. Like next, you literally had to take a number, and uh, and you know he he was he was appreciative of it. He liked it. I mean, it wasn't overbearing. No one was like really getting in his way, but they were all like nice and came over. And a couple times, like. There's a dude next to the girl who s- stays in his seat while she mm-hmm. gets up, and I see him like staring, happened, like, you know "What, what happened with? What are you doing over there?" You know that that, that little person, little person, the dwarf comedian, a uh, Brad, Brad Williams, Brad Williams, yeah. yeah, yeah. After his show, this girl was hollering at him, and um, we were in the bar, <laughs> at Pete Brennan's, and this keeps hollering at this. The girl was hollering at him. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you know, she's talking to him, and he's just sitting there chit-chatting with her. And we were laughing, me and Haywood. Mm-hmm. And this guy next to us goes, oh, you guys are laughing because he's a dwarf. And so I said, that ain't why we're laughing. <laughs> That's not why we're laughing at all. We're laughing because she's with a guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> and she's talking, and she's trying to get fucked by Brad Williams. <laughs> right. with, how was the guy looking? And it ain't about it ain't about the fact that he's a dwarf. <laughs> it's the fact that she's with a guy. <laughs> right, they do, <laughs> and she don't care because she's trying to give this man some. That's what we're laughing at. You don't know what the fucked up problem was. The guy, right to the fact that he's, he's fucking dwarf. little. Is that why? <laughs> gotcha. That ain't why we're laughing. Was the guy off in the corner like? A, oh yeah, like a cuck holding. We porn. were wow. so laughing. <laughs> No, because he wasn't happy about it. Cuck holding dudes are happy about it. Like, fucking yeah. 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 This dude was like, he was not happy. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Can we go? (laughs) And me and Haywood were howling laughing. He's like checking it. He's trying to occupy himself. Checking his phone. Fake phone calls. He doesn't want to be a man and be like, bitch, what the fuck? Dion Cole has a her. Dion Cole has a bit about that. I was just li- the the cold blooded sim- cold, yeah, cold blooded yeah. man talking about when your your lady, you know, like how sexy a guy is. Like men, whether you want to admit it or I'm not, you know it. if a guy's hotter than you or he's yeah. sexy. And like a homeless guy could come up to your woman and say, "Oh man, you were so beautiful. You were so beautiful." And he's like, "Yeah, I know, but man, this is how my thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you." <laughs> and then if it's a guy in a club that's like sexy, hot guy, say, "I just want to let you know that you are a beautiful ray of light, and you should be appreciative. To you know, just you just stunned me. You caught my eye, and that was just so amazing." And then you'll be like, nigga, you ain't got to tell. He's like, I just, I just want to let you know real niggas is watching. And he's like, you ain't got to tell my woman how, how I tell you how I tell her how I she shine her. every morning. He like, man, that's, that's some real man, shit. That's though. just real shit. Yeah. yeah. That's real shit. You guys want to uh, check a couple of emails here? Yeah. We got yeah, two yeah. emails. Just been chit-chatting with Chris. Two emails. Chit-chatting with Chris. Um, the first one being from be the name of this podcast, Chit Chat McGrew. Chit Chat. <laughs> Welcome to Chit Chat Corner. Oh, do you want to talk about that show after the Which uh, one? No, we talked Which about that on uh, at the the Thursday show with Petey and oh, we'll and talk Josh. about it. Oh yeah, 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 we'll talk yeah. a little bit. Uh Keith sent us an email. Keith. What's, what's up, fellas? Big Keith. You might remember me writing before about battle rap. Yeah, I remember that. As a fan and a performer, battle rap and spoken word, I've always studied stand up comedy as it's one of a few things you do solely with a microphone i was wondering if you guys had any tips for preserving slash preparing your voice for performing or any other mental preparation ideas Mm. um now chris you being an actor don't actors have like warm-up exercises and stuff la 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 bumblebee 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 red leather that bit that louis does about the girl on the subways la 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 I think for for me as an artist, I I used to before I when I acted and stuff before I go to auditions and I still do this now as a as you know a comedian. I like to listen to hip hop because it just kind of puts me in the mind frame of like somebody that's talking shit. Lose yourself, you don't you lose yourself. No, like um, what do I listen to? Like my one of my favorite songs, hip hop songs, probably favorite song ever is this song called. The Invocation by Common. Yeah, yeah. And it's really just like an intro song off of uh, One Day It'll All Make Sense. And I like run that on a loop. Yeah. And uh, because he's just like really arrogant. 
yeah. on the song and it's just like talking about how great he is, how much better. He says, rappers are monitored like a chaperone. You large and haven't grown. Poetically performed live by another rapper gone. The stage becomes a catacomb. I rap like a mummy. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, so like a guy like like dudes like that, I listened to like what this recently Fonte did this song with Torrey called Clap Shit Up. Mm-hmm. And Torrey's like a dope ass rapper. And you talk about being like an opener. I went to see Little Brother and Evidence from uh Oh my God! Dilated peoples—they co-headlined in 2007 at this place in I was Brooklyn. About to say how long ago was that? Yeah, it's like 2007, and Torrey was the opener. And you know, like I'm like a fan. You're excited about Little Brother, like fucking my favorite, one of my favorite rap groups. And I'm like excited to see them. And you can, you know, how it is. Like being a comic, they're ready for the headliner. But Torrey yeah. comes up and just destroys. And like I never forgot that performance and like what it means to be an opener. Got this great song. That's another song that I listen to. But yeah, really, it's just music. And then you think about your set list and think about what, what about you want to say. Preparing your voice, though, is there a thing that you do? I mean, I know actors have things. Um, the, the sayings or the the warm up. I know singers do that too. They have warm up exercises. Yeah, we just we like before musicals. We do vocal warm ups. You, you know, like the um, la, 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 la. yeah, you'd run scales. Do you do the uh, red leather, yellow leather thing? Some, not really. That's kind of hard to say. Yeah. Say it over and over again. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow mm-hmm. leather. I'm trying to think of some. I watched an improv group warm up. It was the saddest shit. Zip, they, zap, zap. Stretch out. Seen. They I do just, stretches. Tell me five things. And then they would, tell me five things about blah, blah, blah. And then they would just. Faster. They would just go around. Doing Faster, that. Carl. Tell me five things about blah, blah, blah. Tell me six things about blah blah blah. I was like, this is the saddest shit. <laughs> I've seen improv groups like I've ever seen. like I've seen people <laughs> like stretch, like do yeah, little stretches. Stretch or, yeah, I think it's just whatever. I saw a girl meditating before improv. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it takes. But then it, you have to, you just have to do what works for you. Yeah, and if it puts you in the right mind frame, like driving, uh, that's like when I'm in my head, and just uh, the music helps. Whatever music you listen to, like I just remember. One time, like even switching it up, listening to like soulful stuff, like R and B, like that hiatus Coyote album. I remember doing like a long road trip and just like vibing out to that, and it just kind of puts you, it settles you. And then when you get out, you, I would just say spending alone time with yourself, mm-hmm. spending yeah. time alone thinking about uh, what you want to do. What I do is because I don't do any voice preparation necessarily, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh, I do. Um, I just I always keep in mind what I do wrong on stage. Like mm-hmm. after a set, you're like, I was talking too fast, or I was, what was that? I wasn't looking at anyone. I was like looking down, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever your particular things are. And right before I go on, I'll go through a mental checklist to remind myself not to do those things, because sometimes you don't remind yourself, and you find yourself doing them, and it hurts the show. So like yeah. while the MC is giving the intro, I'll just go through like, all right, don't talk too fast, don't talk too slow, whatever it might be that I'm doing at that moment that I feel like is wrong. So that it's just fresh. It's just like a refresher yeah. of what not to do. I don't necessarily tell myself what to do. I just tell myself what not to do because there are certain things that if you do them, it hurts the set. Uh, you know, you're too casual. You're not you're not really in the moment. You're talking at them, not talking to them, all these little things. And that usually works all right, you know, just gets me ready in the frame of mind. But I don't do anything else specific. I don't have a routine, I don't think. I pace a little bit. Mm-hmm. I do get away from people. 
Like if I'm at the draft house or whatever, even for open mic, I'm just I'll go to the other end of the lobby and just kind of pace around by myself. Yeah, you know. But uh, all that is just—it's not a specific thing. It's just like I just—it's part of my a little bit of a routine. I don't have a real major routine. Like some people um, have like a whole thing they do. From I, well, ahead, you know Randall. me, I do the I do shadow boxing is one. You've seen me do that. Yeah, I'm just burning off nervous energy when I'm doing that. But it's, I'm not nervous. When people say that, are you nervous? No, I'm nervous at all. I'm always. I nervous. want to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's anticipation. I'm nervous about anything. I just want to get Anxious. going. I just want to get going. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm not nervous. I've never been nervous about getting on stage. That's this thing. I've never been nervous about getting on stage. I used even to be. from the very beginning. That's the thing. I've never been nervous about getting on stage. I have an anticipation thing of I want to be on stage now, now, now. Yeah, I think it's like like nerves, but butterflies. I'm not nervous. Like I hope this doesn't go. I've, I've never. Been like, oh, maybe it'll go bad. And mm-mm. I've never, I've never felt like that. I've always just been like, I get on stage, I gotta go now, now. So I have that yeah. anticipation build coming a lot. So I'll, I'll shadow box or I'll kind of pace back around. I listen to one mic a lot. Mm-hmm. That Nas one it's a mic. Great song. I listen to that a lot. Um, not right before I go on, but I'll, if I'm listening to music, I listen to that. But something Chris Rocket said one time about listening to music. Mu- not, not so much good music, but just good, good writing. Mm. So I I look for good writing. So I've listened to like um, asking for a friend. I've listened to that before shows mm-hmm. that that um, foreign exchange. Song. Yeah, listen to that because the writing the writing is just so. And then when you find out, well, after we interviewed Fonte and he was like, uh, I just wanted to write some shit. <laughs> just an yeah. English voice just saying shit. But it means so much to you because right. you talk to somebody. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, I just yeah, I was. Yeah. Because he and but then you find us because he liked the, the Talking Head song with David yeah. Burns talking with that and just just talking letting the days go by just talking random just saying random shit and I was like yeah that's because that's kind of it's kind of stand up it's it's you're you're you want it to sound like you're saying random shit but you're not saying random shit yeah <laughs> you know it's the same yeah. thing with him he wrote this song and it sounds like he's saying random shit it's just random shit with an, but it's not there's a lot of thought into the into the randomness of what he's saying. <laughs> See, I don't have. Uh, I never take like earbuds into a comedy club to listen, like in the green room. But my my music is in the car. On that's the way how I'm surprised you don't do yeah. that because that's how you just get people away from you. Yeah, I, I put ear I put earbuds on a lot just to not. I just be get people, people. I just I just get away from people. How to talk to a comedian who has headphones on yeah. in the green room? <laughs> you make eye contact and wait for them to make eye contact with you. Say, you. Hey, <laughs> hey and girl, then, hey. and then they'll pull one out. Hey, what's happening, man? And then, but if they don't do that, don't talk to them. Just like Randolph this morning, <laughs> the, when I was trying to get Randolph, yeah. when I pulled into the uh, apartment complex, I don't know what was happening. I'm like, my first motherfucker, somebody wants like, to Randolph. wants to duke it up. <laughs> I was like, hey, buddy, <laughs> he's trying to fight. Yeah, I listen to music. I don't have a particular song though. Maybe just a. a Type. My wife music. is hearing a same, booming. Same here. She's hearing what? A boom. Is that your hand hitting the table over? No, there again? she's gone. <laughs> oh, she, she. Oh, she left. Okay. The, she's at the pool. Uh, is there some kind of pre attack going on today? Is September tenth that we're recording. Nine ten. We got to watch that nine eleven commercial. Did you guys watch that? The mattress store. Oh, we'll yeah, get to no, it. I haven't seen it. We'll I've get heard to it. it. We'll get to it after attacked? this. I'm asking, are we being attacked? <laughs> um. The pools are still open, I guess, because it's still ninety-five degrees. Yeah, yeah. But the, like when you were talking about um, things you tell yourself to do before the show, like I think for me, like one thing you said was like be present. Yeah, and that's that's one thing that I want to work on more because it's not because it just adds to the 
entire experience. Yeah, for me, it's like hit all your marks, and that right. means that means perform. Don't just perform the joke. Perform every syllable of every word on the mm-hmm. joke, because there's a tendency, especially if it's a joke you've done a bunch of times, to just like just race through it just to get to the punchline, the punchline, and like mm-hmm. you're sort of just reciting it. You're not really performing it, even though breathing life into the setup helps the punchline mm-hmm. you're just so used to the bit and you're just like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. words 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 and then huh and then punchline so you have to perform every word every syllable of every word you have to hit all your marks and there's a tendency to just kind of like like just breeze through it if it's an old bit or something you're just sick of doing but the crowd is new to them and you have to give it to them as though it's a new bit so some of that i used to not i used to talk that's what i mean like talking at the crowd I had to remind myself, like, oh, yeah, that's right. I have to actually perform every word of the joke, not just the uh, the punchline mm-hmm. part. You know, I can't just say that and, like, be disinterested for the rest of it and expect to get a big laugh. It'll just be, like, a chuckle. Yeah, because it's definitely that alone time. I think as a as a comedian, you a lot of times you're in your head a lot. And if you have, and you have that um, time alone, like, the car is the alone time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, I prefer to drive to a gig, like a real too. show, alone. If it's open yeah. mic, I don't really care. But if it's a real show, I mean, I've gone to shows with people. I've picked up other comics. That's right. fine. But preference is to be by myself for yeah. that. And it's not like I'm sitting there quiet. I have music going. I just need to be by myself. Right. You know, so definitely like the alone time. I don't consciously think about the spot, but I know it's going on in my head, you know? Yeah. And it's just, you just have to say, okay, it's time to time to do it. Yeah. Next email, the only other email we got actually this week is from Abasi, who um, made our other theme song. Abasi says, uh, what is going on, three guys? What it is, baby? What it is, baby? Cool, cool. This is how he starts all his emails. Cool, 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 baby, cool, cool, cool. How are you, dudes? Great. Enough about that. Okay, so as you know, I've been doing comedy a whole three weeks. <laughs> That's long, baby. And I'm already predicting my HBO or Comedy Central half hour special as in like we, 16 As hours. we all were after three weeks. How long is your beard, Abasi? Uh, because you know these dick jokes need to be heard, man. But yeah, I'm three weeks in. Enjoying it so far, but ran into a little tiff. Comedy scene drama. Uh-oh. Here we go. So the club I perform at on Wednesdays doesn't have a consistent turnout most don't on Wednesday and pretty much more often than not you end up performing in front of a room of 12 to 20 comics with like six audience members obviously club promoter slash owner guy isn't happy and introduces this contest which is basically a bringer complete with going out selling tickets for some ungodly sum of money that you do not get to keep do not do this He's, we haven't even gotten to the question yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't do uh, that. and the reward is exposure and a thousand dollars do not do this is it a thousand dollars like is it the contest like six months long and the winner gets a thousand and they won't get it at the end my question is is this just a part of the comedy game it is a part of the comedy game or should i move around and find other spots to continue to hone my skills is it smart to have loyalty to a particular conglomerate as an open micer? If a tree falls in a forest and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? Why don't why don't black bitch use perm with lie in it? What is lie? Uh, he's going down a rabbit hole now. So many questions. Nah, but really that whole bringer thing definitely annoyed me because as a do music artist, do not do this. <laughs> as a music artist, I'm all too familiar with the exploitation that goes on in the underground and independent scene. It's a hundred times worse with us. Do not. 
do this. I guess it was just a bummer to see it so early in my comedy career, you know? Obviously, you guys have years of experience. They do it to you early because they know you ain't got no knowledge. Do not do this. So maybe you can set me straight. Have we done this already? Also, as a new comic, how often would you su- would you suggest I get up a week? Just gotta get up every night, man. Just get up. Just get up every night, man. What you need right now is stage time. Get up right, man. She's stage time, man. Thanks, three guys. As always, I love the show with Andy's aloof sniper-like quips and Randy's militant pontificating that would bring a salty tear to the eyes of Huey P. Newton and the right. ghost of Al Sharpton's relaxer. Do not relaxer. do this. You guys take it easy, all the way easy, like a whore, like a dirty, dirty whore. P.S. Mm-hmm. Sup, Tim. Um... <laughs> Okay, so there's a couple things going on in that email. The the bringer for the promise of a thousand dollars, I'm assuming it's like a contest. It's like months long. They're not doing a thousand dollars every Wednesday for sure. Uh, I've seen those shows, and I've seen the money not get paid out at the end. And they'll say, "Well, how about we give you a weekend of work at the club instead, or something like that." Uh, so the the promise of exposure and a thousand dollars is an empty promise. Possibly, I say most likely for a, a club to give a, an open mic or a thousand bucks. I don't see that happening. Um, loyalty to any particular person three weeks into comedy? No, you don't need to do that. You need to get up on stage everywhere you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and loyalty actually can hurt you in that situation because if you're saying, well, I'm just going to do this guy's open mics and be loyal to him and not the other people, then you're actually stunting your growth because you're getting on stage less. The guy who runs Wednesday, in theory, wants you to be the best comic you can be. So shouldn't you be getting on stage as much as possible? You going to other people's open mics benefits the Wednesday guy's show because a funnier comic shows up to his show now because you're better at comedy. Well, Chris is not happy with the picture. Why, dude? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> You guys are. Are you guys even part of this? Kind of, Bossy needs our help. I heard. I don't I do. Don't do that shit. Uh, the bringer thing, though. Do it. What it tells the club is that your value is as someone who brings audience, not your value is someone who brings laughs. Can and if do- they see you as that, they'll pigeonhole you as that, mm-hmm. and they won't really pull you out of that because if you're good at bringing people they're not going to let you why graduate. would they not let you bring people anymore yeah. you can bring 50 let's say you can bring let's say you bring 20 people every time you do a bringer yeah you ain't gonna stop doing bringers I'm not yeah, the, do bringers every not, week they're not gonna graduate you to non-bringer status yeah you're gonna lose those friends quick yeah. yeah so yeah do as many shows as you can if you feel as Chappelle said if the price gets too high don't pay it don't pay it um, The scene, I, I think he's in Houston if I'm not mistaken it's a big city I'm assuming yeah. there's other H-Town. spots I'm assuming if there's not other spots, then help the scene grow. Go out to Pasadena and go to the comedy showcase. Danny, Danny's a comic. He's good at comedians. If he's if his club is still there, maybe he's talking about that club right now. Danny goes. I mean, he may be. I would be very <laughs> disappointed if that was Danny Garcia's room. And don't do a bringer <laughs> unless you're ready to make a tape either. If you want to do a bringer and for a particular purpose. for a particular purpose, like you've open mic'd it and you worked on these jokes, and then I'm ready to do, get a good tape, then maybe that's a the thing you might consider. Also, music open mics are good too, because you could be the, you're the you're maybe the only comic there, yeah. Uh, yeah. And they and they're still there's those musicians become the civilians that are gonna give you good feedback on your mics. I used to go down when I wasn't getting booked at all. I would go down. I live in Jersey. I would go to Newark, New Jersey. I would go to <laughs> this place called Seven Burritos. It was a <laughs> It was a burrito spot. Can I get a number three? <laughs> and they were. It was kind of like a Christian 
run burrito spot. Oh, so the number yeah. seven. Yeah, I guess. Uh, okay. What does seven have to do with Christians? I don't know. It's, uh, it's seven, seven sacraments? sacraments? Seven sins? Seven sacraments. Yeah, it's the number of our Lord. The Is number it? seven. Lucky yeah. seven? Okay. It's a lucky number. I didn't even know uh, that. I went to Catholic school. I mean, I don't know that for sure. The Lord threw crabs? But I used to uh, go I used to go there. <laughs> through crab. He invented it. <laughs> I hope he did. And the first time I got to stretch uh, was there, like 20, 25 minutes. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but I was up there on stage. And, you know, that was a good place for me. Um, so I would say music open mics, too, if you can. Yeah, you can Coffee find, you can find um, sort of sympathetic crowds at non-comedy venues, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, but, yeah, look around. Uh, and the thing is, the comics who are coming to this bringer. Still are storytelling shows. You can go yeah. and destroy a storytelling show because you'll be the only one who's yeah. funny there. Have a story. If you're three weeks in, then the comics that you're rubbing elbows with at the Wednesday bringer show – probably go to other shows too so just you know find a click find a few people that you share interests with similar age similar background similar place in life and they'll tell you where to go too i'll also tell you just to get out now while you're while people you that you can be honest people huh. but i'm saying people you can have honest conversations with because when you're three weeks in yeah well you can quit comedy fuck That's, out of this game man save uh, yourself how old is it you don't want this life. i don't save know how yourself. old the bossy is but uh <laughs> i guess we could ask him i guess he'll, he'll let us save know. yourself yeah. But yeah, you don't have to be tied to anything. You don't have to do this life. Save Uh, yourself. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. You don't want to be part of a gang, man. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, let me out. Doe. If I had all do again, if I had all do again, I would never be part of no gang, man. (laughs) Just trying to scare straight. Yes. Well, stand up. You want to be like me? You think this is funny, motherfucker? If I had seventeen years, motherfucker, give me your goddamn shoes. (laughs) <laughs> oh god <laughs> get out save yourself I'm just dep- sad at the picture you picked <laughs> you get out too Chris get out motherfucker <laughs> get everybody out. get out you wanna get, get bent over and fucked by this game cause that's what happens that's what happens to all of us <laughs> the game bends us over and it fucks us you start a podcast. You lose. Yeah, you lose a the lot. The game likes booty. <laughs> <laughs> the game's going to tell you like this. Come here. Let me talk to you. I like you, and I want you. That's what the game's going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Give yeah. me your goddamn shoes. That's how you get exposure. Come here and hold my pants pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. Hold my pocket is the worst. <laughs> That's the most degrading shit. I mean, outside of the sex, the rape. <laughs> outside of now, put it, yeah. putting aside the rape. There's a different, yeah, that's we all pepper. know the rape is the worst. Yeah, the rape so. is the worst, right. You'd be like Nas in the night of. She just turns into a fucking criminal like within like two weeks of being in jail. Yeah, I don't know where, yeah. That moved, a lot of people liked it. I liked that one of my buddies was on the show, and it was it was good. But people I still like, watched it. He just evolved so fast. Just, well, I mean, they have it in them. They have it in them. <laughs> he's... They all have it in them. Oh, man. They all have it in them. We got another one? No, that was it. But three guys on at gmail.com if you want to email us for comedy advice or any other uh, reasons to email Get us. out of this game, motherfucker. Um, no, just give me your goddamn shoes. A bossy stand up saved my life. If I didn't start stand up, <laughs> I wouldn't have met Randolph and Andy. That's true. You wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't be here. That's what, right. Um, You'd be at churches or something. What's our time? Uh, hour 11. Oh this, my god! This is the this episode of the podcast is airing on nine eleven. So do you want you want to talk about the mattress store? 
I didn't think it was nine eleven. I didn't see. I'm uh, uh, sorry, nine twelve. It's just after nine eleven. Nine eleven is. Uh, we're gonna see a lot of football field sized flags. Uh, also gonna see a lot of proud. protests. We're gonna see a lot of people kneeling. Cause they bowed it, bowed it. A lot of booing. You know they bowed it, bowed it. A lot of booing. Are they uh, bowed it? You know they bowed it, bowed it. A uh, Texas mattress store blasted for tone deaf twin tower sale commercial. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but it's we're it's going to just go hilarious. straight to the commercial. All it's right, this is hilarious. a twenty-two second commercial. It's I think San Antonio it's a commercial. Uh, Miracle mattress. And um, by the way, if you're a mattress store, every mattress store is always having the biggest blowout sale of all time. You don't mm-hmm. need another occasion. Every time you go past a mattress store. Something's happening where they just have say, to say Sunday, sell. Sunday, Sunday. And right. Tell people go buy mattresses. Now, this is a commercial where there's three people in it. There's the woman who's doing all the talking. Behind her, there are two men who do a little bit of talking, and there are two stacks of mattresses, sort of suggesting two towers. So here's the commercial. What better way to remember 9/11 than with a twin tower sale? Right now, you can get any size mattress for a twin price. Full mattress, twin price. Queen mattress, twin price. King mattress, twin price. Store wide sale all day long. <laughs> oh, they knocked him over. Oh we'll never forget. Oh, that wow. day. Oh, that's that's, that's horrible. So she, <laughs> that's, that's, that's horrible. That we'll never forget. Never forget. She uh, she <laughs> kind of spread her arms out and and quote-unquote hit the guys they fell into the stacks of mattresses the two towers of mattresses fell she screamed as though she's watching the biggest tragedy of all time it's it's like patrice o'neill said it's gonna be a fucking holiday i'm surprised thinking about that i'm like i'm surprised this hasn't already happened i remember uh i'm surprised it's not normalized years years ago ago, rob mayer actually i remember talking and saying uh, maybe on stage i don't know but remember when pearl harbor came out the movie the ben yeah yeah and that was a tragedy where where three thousand people were killed Mm -hmm. and they made it into a love story yeah. And I remember Rob saying, like, watch, in, like, you know, 20 years, this 9-11 movie is going to be a love story. <laughs> Shit, they did one well, with they've already done that. a they've, shitty they've one with Robert love, Pattinson yeah. when he blew up in the tower. They've done that. They're doing that with the kid who's got to go back and find it. All yeah, but that's not, I'm talking about, like, a literally, like, just a, a story of a couple finding love. Yeah. Not like, I mean, that one's about reflecting on your dad, incredibly loud, and whatever that movie was incredibly called. Incredibly loud and close. Ex- and but le- next to me. I love her acting, though. This is the best acting I've seen in a while. Swing price. Store wide sale all day long. Whoa! That's actually not that bad. It's pretty funny. She said, "She said we'll never forget. <laughs> we'll never, we'll never forget. forget." She That's said, "We'll never bad. forget." That was the best take. That's actually not that bad. All day long. <laughs> what? Did they say they closed the shop down after that or something? <laughs> What's the backlash? From yeah, that? they they caught a lot of black la- backlash, black backlash, and the shop. I think at least is temporarily closing down, and they might just be out of business. They're going to change their name to something else and reopen. That's yeah. all they do. Uh, this is the statement from Miracle Mattress, uh, dated September 9th. This is the I guess, latest update. Effective immediately. Our Miracle Mattress store will be closed indefinitely. <laughs> they got the whole store closed. <laughs> we will be silent through the 9-11 anniversary to avoid any further distractions. We'll be open on Tuesday. Yeah, it's <laughs> we'll a have gag the same order. sale, you guys. Uh, same from a sale. day of recognition and remembrance for the victims and their families, we take full responsibility, oh, do you, for our actions and sincerely regret the hurt and pain caused by this disrespectful advertising campaign. <laughs> Miracle Mattress, uh, this is from like the owner, I think. Miracle Mattress will deliver a public statement next week highlighting accountability actions taken within the company. We will also describe our plans to offer support for the 9-11 Memorial and victim funds 
There is very little we can do to take away the hurt we have caused, but we can begin with silence through the anniversary and then do our best to follow up with the, with the actions that reflect the seriousness of our mistake. On a final note, there have been several fake social media accounts created in an attempt to attack commenters and those expressing outrage. Miracle Mattress, its ownership, and its employees will not be engaging in any personal attacks or responses to any on any social media platform. And any account doing so is unauthorized. Additionally, I will be the only individual making official comments or statements on behalf of Miracle Mattress. Respectfully, uh, Mike Bonanno, owner of Miracle Mattress. When you first read that, the first couple sentences, it sounded like, we take full responsibility for 9-11. We did it, and we're going to close down for hey man, a couple days. We can joke about it because we did it. Well, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what happens goes. on Monday after all the football stuff. They're going to change their name to something else. and just yeah. still Oh, you mean the protests and stuff? They're going to forget. Yeah. Once, they, once they really start playing, man. Well, the, well, the Seahawks are apparently going to sit down as a team. That's the plan well, i guess i, don't know, I guess by the time this airs seemed we'll awfully happy about what they were going to do so that's straight that means that tells me that they're not going to kneel or sit russell wilson's going to stand because up, he right. seemed so happy about it and i was like okay then they're not going to kneel because he was talking about it yesterday on something right and he was like well i know what they're going to do and they're going to do something as a thing. And i was like you seem awfully happy oh about so he's this. got the inside scoop and he's anti knee he's anti-kneeling not right. not oh, loud about it. He's yeah. He's of the mindset of well, I wouldn't do it, but if it, so, he's what like, if they all started crip walking? Oh, I would love it. <laughs> the they could do anything really. I, would, I mean, they I don't would have love to. it. They're sort of they're they're talking about. And I was telling my wife, I was like, if they if they choose to not kneel or nor sit, then it's fake unity shit, and I I won't mm-hmm. I won't respect that because to me it's fake. This this unity stuff that everybody wants to try to do now, it's bullshit and it's fake. It's fake. Well, the whole story might be not fake. real bullshit. All the stuff about how they, hey, rumor is they're gonna not stand. Well, we don't even know where they're that gonna came do from. something because they've said they're gonna. Apparently, do they're doing something. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, but Russell I, Wilson. I would have preferred that he just don't say anything and just do it. I just want right. to see the guys bash each other's head in and oh, score fucking yeah. touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, I need a fucking cheeseburger while I'm watching. Of that fucking the soccer fuck. player. Uh, they they waited till the they the teams yeah. were still in the locker room. And they started it yeah, early. They were like, just play early. it, just play That's it. Because the owner, the so no, but owner. but you know, in a sense, now none of them stood. Yeah, for the uh, anthem, they basically yeah. all sat for the anthem because they were in the locker room. Yeah, and yeah. I put that put a tweet up today. There's nothing there's nothing funnier nor scarier than white people in their feelings. It's hilariously Whoa, whoa, whoa. Scary. Hey, Randolph, look. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have feelings. I'm not going to sit here and let you sit. All those white people are just kids. <laughs> are they all they're just kids? 32-year-old Ryan Lockett. They're, they're, they're kids. <laughs> having fun. Lena Dunham's a kid. <laughs> and you can't just, you can't, you can't be Nothing mean funnier to them. than to people be, be in their feelings. Well, there was that hockey coach, NHL coach, It was like, if you, uh, if you don't stand for the anthem, you're benched. Yeah, just like like Wilbon and and Tony Kornheiser were saying, it's like you wouldn't have said no shit like that to John to to Jim Brown, no, right? Or wouldn't. Muhammad Ali or John Carlos. Well, you Lebeton- definitely don't say no like to John well, Carlos. She'll fucking it. fight you now. No, you wouldn't say it in <laughs> retrospect. People yeah. said it at the time. Yeah. Well, they know? said it, but they didn't say it to them. Some people like Brent Musburger, who said it far away. Well, yeah, he wrote because a column, now John Carlos follows him around, and he still runs from seventy-something year old John mm-hmm. Carlos because he'll right. kick seventy-something year old Brent Musburger's ass. Right? Where's the fight I'd pay to see? By the way, hey like, Brent, remember me? <laughs> oh, I know who the fuck you are. <laughs> That's why he stays away from him. Slowly running away on his cane. Where you going, Brent? <laughs> it's just uh, Levitard talks about this all the time. You have these people that deal in this the business of hurt. 
yeah. like people hurting each other and and people like the there were owners that spoke out against they didn't like what Kaepernick's doing but they're not putting their name on it. Yeah. Like they're not they're 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 uh they're not saying like I said I'm this owner and I said I disagree yeah. with Kaepernick. Why don't you just step in front of the flag then if you scared yeah they're gonna do that they're gonna do that Kaepernick is braver than you because Kaepernick's willing to, to stand behind his convictions that he didn't even really talk about it. he was just doing it that's like how Andy things was saying right. he was just yeah. doing it and, and then somebody noticed him on. doing it same thing with Mahmoud Abdul Barouf yeah he's done. didn't make a big he, he, yeah they just this is my thing I'm doing it and then someone else made it a big deal but if you ask me I'm gonna tell you mm-hmm. I'm not gonna not tell you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I like how his team wasn't one of his teammates uh, who's who's a guy like was his line brother or something in college? Yeah, he did. Brandon, Brandon Marshall. Marshall. I and, knelt. I he, when I was I knelt during the thing and put that picture up, and, and at the same time I saw, oh shit, Brandon Marshall doing it. So we rewound and held and took the picture at that. Point. I like what he was talking. About. I, he spoke really eloquently on it, but then he said, "Yeah, I'm going to donate an undisclosed amount to." <laughs> I'm not as much. rich. It ain't gonna be a million. Yeah, you know, and you know the, the funny thing about this is all of these NFL games now, the the control room. And the, the cameraman, there's just there's this cameraman who's like just trying to find that yeah, guy find kneeling. The guy. Mm-hmm. He's panning back and forth. I'm the director. Like, I tell people, I'm like, find the guy. Camera four, camera four now. You got him? Get, now. Him. Get on him. Get on him. I got him. Get, Get on him. it. Get on him. Because Get someone him. had to find the, I don't think Brandon Marshall told the network, hey, guys, no. you might want to have a camera on me. It's not like a celebrity says, hey, look, you guys, I'm going to Ralph's for some <laughs> salad. Right. I'm gonna be here, and if you guys <laughs> take my picture, take my picture. Should happen to show up. I'm wearing a three piece suit, and you just take a picture of me. And yeah, say, he's just like us. And my girl's gonna have a nip slip. Yeah, somewhere yeah. in there. So just like us. Just yeah. Gonna... So there's there's that cynical side of like get a, get find him, find the oh, guy, yeah, of course. find the guy. We need it. We need a shot. You know. So like all these people who are just vultures circling on this thing, mm-hmm. trying to get ratings and all that. Like the guy who initially went to Kaepernick and said, "What's this? Uh, I didn't good, I noticed bro. you." Were, now, now Kaepernick gives him the information. This is why I'm doing it. Now that guy can do whatever he wants with the information, but he immediately runs to post it, you know, to make a big deal out of it because it gives him hits and clicks and right. recognition as a journalist. So he's siphoning off of this. All these, you know, networks and journalists or whatever pundits, talking heads. They're just trying to get their little piece of this too. They're siphoning off. Hey, pay attention to me now. I got something to say about it. Hey, camera over here, spotlight over here. So, as much as they want to talk about the purity of the protest and whether it's real or should mean this or should mean that, they're in it for their own selfish reasons too. Right. And they just want to get that fucking camera on them. There's people beating the shit out of their girlfriends. There's players doing all this shit, and like Kaepernick's getting more heat than that because it's just. Right. I guess it's just more. It's more acceptable. Well, look at the heat he gets it's from, also newer. The heat he gets from black people too, though. That bothers me. He's Which not even black heat, though, so the heat he gets what? bothers me. Fucking the, Rodney Harrison. The thing that bothers me is about the uh, the uh, and I've heard I heard of saw a bitch on the view say this shit. <laughs> uh, Ray Lewis's <laughs> this bitch is our ass. new segment, yeah. bitch on the view. Ray Lewis's bitch ass has said this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, well, what's the solution? It's not the job of the oppressed to come up with the solution. It's it's not. Yeah. Fix it. Why would you think it's a, why would it be my this job? This is what this country when was built I'm being on. I'm oppressed. Why would it be my job to come up with a solution? To fix your problem. This, this I was it. talking to my therapist about that the other day when they say, um, well, 
we're gonna so have this your therapist we're, say what's your solution exactly what is that's, it that's Randall? Actually what she said she's like what are you gonna do to fix this thing yeah. that's in your head that's wrong right <laughs> you came to me now I'm gonna ask you a question <laughs> what are you gonna do well, to what are you doing about it what though what are you gonna fix with this you should, you. you should be doing something uh, I don't now, know uh, why you're paying me this money hourly did you bring that check <laughs> you know so what are you gonna do <laughs> the thing the thing is like they talk about this grand discussion on race we've talked about that before we're gonna have we need to have an honest open dialogue on race what is the dialogue that you want to have What's the right. dialogue? Here's what it is. You want me to take culpability in yes. things that are happening to me, and they're not. I don't have any. I don't have culpability. White people in want it. black people to take some of the the, the weight, the off, weight of off of their shoulders yeah. and say, actually, it's us. We should fix things with them. And then white people get to basically punt and say, yeah. Yeah. And, well, after you fix things in your own community, then we'll help the, you. I'm what not going to Mr. Church your, your situation <laughs> right. and your feelings right, to make exactly. you feel better. I'm not right. going to drive you, Miss Daisy. you got to get there on your own. Jesus. I'm not going to drive you, Miss Daisy. And that's exactly what they want. That's mm-hmm. that's what they want. They also want, want a do. license to be able to say it's your fault right. in a mm-hmm. respectful manner instead right. of coming off as vitriolic. So it's like, you want honesty? Okay, here's what I think. When I look at the black community, I see fatherless you know they just rat off all the shit yeah. what which are you are doing awful, about that so I mean if police stop killing black people are black people going to be good now you guys yeah. going to stop killing each other yeah, yeah so which is, which is all you got to stop killing each other first what does that mean? You want to be able to keep killing black people for a while yeah. until they yeah. fix that like, are you going to stop killing Tayshawn <laughs> are you stop killing Tayshawn <laughs> yeah. And it's all, it's all, those Poor are all, fa- those are all falsehoods. That's, that's why I said, well, this, uh, we, we need to have an honest, that's, that's false. That's never going to happen. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. It's a stupid thing to say. Here's the, here's the honest discussion. Uh, we've been fucked over for years in this country by every group, mm-hmm. uh, including the American Indian who fucked us over also, <laughs> or Native American or whatever the fuck you want to call hey, them. Hey, got the good At hair out point, of them. I don't care. They kept us as slaves too. So what, what would you have us do to fix this? What what would you have us do that we need to do? Uh, that's all in the past. We're talking about the problems right. today in the black say. community. Yeah. The problems that you've created, really the problems that were created by redlining, not honoring the... Uh, the uh, the GI bills when when black people came back from war not treating a guy who could fly a fucking plane not treating him as an, as just a regular human being when he came back from World War Two yeah could fly a plane at a time when if you looked up in the sky and you saw a plane you might shit on yourself because you didn't know you what didn't it know was, what the fuck it was. Yeah. <laughs> but know? that guy comes back now and he's cleaning up your shit yeah and he's a porter right exactly he's <laughs> right. come back completely porter and and we're he's Mr. Church right. Right, and I'm supposed to make it. But I'm supposed to, to make your people feel good. Fuck out of my face, man! But you want me to say that those things aren't real? Or those things don't have anything to do with it. And then these clowns like Ray Lewis will stand up and say, "Well, we all just need to get along." Or the Jason Whitlocks of the world. Mm-hmm. Well, we all just need to get along. Suck Look my within dick. yourself. <laughs> Suck my dick. A lot of the Ray what Lewis. What about thing. your son, Ray Lewis? Well, the thing about Ray Lewis is that you hit the genetic lottery. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. And you worked hard. Good for you. And Everybody's you're supposed to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck if up. If you're doing that, like Kaepernick should shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> but Ray Lewis should shut the fuck up. Right. He should say whatever he's thinking. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and also a, a guy like Ray Lewis, 
it comes out a lot of what he's saying comes out of the church thing, which is a lot of kumbaya. Uh, Sound like you said kumbaya. Yeah, well, it is kind of. Well, it's a kumbaya. Guys, um, I've been meaning to talk to you about this. I really have a problem. Uh, no, but he has a lot of a lot of what he says is that church personal responsibility. It's between you and God thing. That's bullshit. So that colors everything that comes out. Respectfully, the politics that was driven into black people by slavery. It's respectability shit. Just be good in this life and you'll be rewarded in the next life. If you don't suck my dick with that bullshit, <laughs> seriously, that's that is such it's such an insult. It's to like tell black people that just, just like, be they're, good. They're, in this like life they're killing us. Stop killing us. And then they show a cop like get, getting somebody some ice cream or dancing yeah. or dancing break dancing. Look at this. I'm like, this well, I guess while he's it. break dancing, he won't be killing somebody somebody yeah. young and black. So good. You see, and then you see that the Facebook after school special, like the AJ Plus video that mm-hmm. goes by, and it's like slow motion of a cop dancing. This cop gets it right, and it's just yeah. a cop who's not killing people. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. wow. Oh, wow. Way, yay. Give that guy a medal. <laughs> really? Yay. Woo. Good. Woo. He showed up with the potato salad for the picnic? Good yay. cop there. The he black bought, guy. He bought, you mean he bought somebody some, some barbecue potato chips? This cop found a homeless guy he and gave him shoes. Like. <laughs> he knows what we like. Fuck out of my face, man. It's, you know, it's and then the shit powerful. about you can't you can't be rich and say anything. It's always something. It's always move the goalposts. You can't be rich if you got money. You can't say anything. But if you're poor, you can't say anything. You can't. Uh, this is this if this is the one that's really been fucking bothering me. This one right here is. Well, has he been doing this from minute one? Has Kaepernick been Why protesting now? from minute one? Where was he last year? Because he can't play anymore. Where was he now? How come he's just doing it now? Well, why is it just right now? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about when you say that? What the yeah. fuck are you saying? I got into it with my little cousin, my cousin's little brother behind that one. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? What do you, what do you mean? that? Why do you get to decide what the timetable is? What is he, like 28? Cap, like yeah, twenty twenty nine. Yes. He's know? like a kid. Like he's he's a kid. He's just trying to figure why, out why did it happen now? Because a couple of years ago, Tamir Rice was playing in the park and he a cop shot him within two seconds. Maybe that was a tipping point for him, or maybe watching Eric Garner get choked out, or maybe watching Philando bleed out. Maybe Muhammad Ali's death. Maybe Muhammad yeah. Ali's death turned him. Yeah. Point being that so I what? don't care if it happened five minutes ago. Right. So what? What what does that matter? We have to, you know why it matters to you? Because you're looking for reasons to discount what he's doing. Yeah. Because even if he had been doing it from the beginning, you still would find something to make it not right. It's like you piece of shit. You piece of shit. You. It, it's just a, and and the the thing that just settled it all for me was the veterans that came out. It's like, hey, look, uh, I get treated like shit. I served in this war, yeah. and I stand with Kaepernick. There were thousands and yeah. thousands. My of father being that, one of them. That just. Oh, they like they tweet. What was the hashtag? Like vets yeah, for Kaepernick or something Cap, like yeah. that. And that that should end your fucking yeah. argument. That that what should me, end your argument end is it. when he says this has nothing to do with the military. Once he says that, it should be over for you. The flag doesn't mean military. It it's not that. The flag is supposed to represent this nation, and this nation doesn't treat members of the same nation as fairly. It doesn't mm-hmm. treat them justly. Well, people don't see it That's as a flag 
protests only. The Star Spangled Banner is a song about the flag surviving a battle. So there's all these things that tie it into military. And there's also a third stanza about killing slaves. But our flag was still the flag with Randolph. (laughs) The flag was still there. Yeah, let's just not talk about (laughs) and the the slaves still picked cotton. (laughs) Right, because the because the writer of the of the thing was a virulent slave owner who was horrific to his slaves. Francis Scott Key. And was a virulent abolitionist. But we won't talk uh, about But it. there's a mall in Frederick, Maryland called Francis Scott Key FSK Mall. mall. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there a few times. I bought shoes there. Yeah. We used, that was the hangout. Yeah, was a good spot. When I was a kid, because I lived in Leesburg, you just take 15 North up to Frederick. Oh, wasn't there, that yeah. far? Yeah. yeah, yeah wasn't we, that far, yeah. I bought shoes there. I bought a couple You'll be going there again, huh? I think I might have bought the one. the future. Yeah. I mean, they had a Sears, Randolph. Get off his back. Andy Klein checked in at Francis Scott Key That's not that I was on his back. He was on my back, brother. Brother. (laughs) It's a pretty good mall. And the slaves picked. (laughs) Pretty good mall. I mean, you got to give them that. Pretty good mall. And the lashes on their backs. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, people now, uh, the thing has bubbled up again about changing the song anyway. To America the Beautiful, which isn't about I Ray Charles called for it years isn't about the flag. Ago. It's about the country. Ray I think it should be America ago. is beautiful on the inside. I thought it was <laughs> Dipset. It was a Dipset anthem. The Dipset anthem. You shouldn't call America beautiful. You shouldn't objectify America. It's like not that. Nelly shake your tail feathers. Is I don't something think it is. Wanted to do? No. <laughs> no, it's just I. It it sucks. <laughs> it just it just it's that's just another racial tuning fork. Like where it's just a, or a lightning rod where you just see yeah. all the racists scatter out like roaches. And, you know, Obama was one. Kanye yeah, it one. just becomes uh, It just becomes fodder for dumb memes. Yeah. Well, Hillary Clinton said today that it, that half of Bill Clinton's or Bill Clinton, Donald Trump's party was deplor- were deplorable baskets. <laughs> Let me make sure I get the baskets line. are. Biggest. Baskets of baskets. deplorable. Oh, baskets of deplorable was her line, which I was like, that's not the line I would no, use. She should have been listening to some writers on the way to the. But I understand what she was trying to say. <laughs> but I could come up with a with a stronger hashtag. It'd be funny than if that. Hillary Clinton's listening to I'm lose sure. yourself before she, <laughs> she's out there. I'm sure that I could come up with something. But I'm boxing. like, fine, baby, you want to come up with this hashtag? I'll roll with you on yeah. it. And uh, everybody came out against her. How dare you call my people racist? I'm like, yeah. How dare you call hardworking, hardworking Americans racist? I'm like, well, when you say hardworking Americans, you mean white Americans, they're right? More than, they're more than racist. They're <laughs> I'm like, come There's on, more to them. Come on, bitch. We'll never forget. There's more to them than that. <laughs> come on, bitch. <laughs> never forget. You don't, you don't stop with that bullshit. We'll never forget. I watched a fucking guy try to defend. Um, Look, Governor Pence, they're not a basket of anything. They're Americans and deserving of our respect. Shut the fuck up. Like gay people, Mike Pence, who you tried to get fucking Yay. ousted in your country, you in your little home state of Indiana, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches. We're hour 34, by the way. What, my family, which one is deplorable, Hillary? This is this is a never Hillary tweet I'm looking at. My family, which one is more deplorable, Hillary? Veteran, woman, or gay man? You insult us. Are you serious with that bullshit? Are you seriously going to tell me? Are that? you on Twitter? Yeah, I'm looking right now because I wanted to make sure I got the hashtag basket of portable. Okay, so you're going to, as a gay man, you're going to vote for Donald Trump and the Republican Party? That's what you would do as a gay man. You would vote for a party that 
a guy in Mike Pence who's running to be your vice president who wants wants people to be able to discriminate against you as a gay man. That's who you'd vote for. Fine. Yeah, but Hillary You're sucks. a woman. You vote for, a, a, again, a Mike Pence or Wait, a Donald I'm Trump who, who on, are man. fine with you being, being paid less wages. You're being okay, a little too hard fine. on him. He went into or a black barbershop. He that's went into true. a black barbershop. It's or okay. as a veteran, somebody who that uh, they Mike again, Mike Pence worked nothing to help veterans, and Donald Trump, who has basically stolen money from veterans, he took he took money in and never distributed that money to veterans, so he stole from veterans. So these are the people that you put that are supporting Donald Trump. That's that bullshit. I I can't stand. That's that bullshit right there. Like you're willing to vote against your own self interest. Based on what? Keeping this country white, as far as I'm concerned, that's all it could be. What what else could it be? It's, let's we got to keep this country white, and we'll work everything else out after that. What is a basket of deplorables like? What is that? Basically, everybody, everybody, all his at least half of his fans are fucking terrible people. Is what she's saying. Yeah, well, I can see why she would get roasted for saying that. I have no problem with that. Roast, roast away. It's fucking true. You here's if you say it's not true is you want me to act like I haven't seen the rallies? No, it's not. It's not that. It's not that. It's about the whole idea which comes up whenever a candidate does this, where it's like you need to be everyone's president. You know, Obama kind of ran on that. Like I'm, I'm. If you hate me, I'm your president too. Yeah. That's what they want. I, I detest. I detest shit like that. These people are. These people are despicable. You can't insult Americans. These, these people and then are. Des- they're leader. despicable human beings, and we need to call it. I watch the press now try to go after Donald Trump about his birtherism. Like, you all were complicit in it from the beginning. You didn't, all were complicit in Donald Trump's rise. Ratings. And now you want to fall back and act like it's too late. Didn't my bae, Soledad O'Brien, say something about that? She immediately, she was, she called out CNN mm-hmm. big times. Like, you bring white supremacists on and you hold their views out like they're normal. That's how you normalize the views. I used to say this on stage, guys. Did you? Say I used to say like Donald Trump. It's it's like he became a gremlin because somebody fed him at eleven fifty eight, and like they kept feeding him. The media they kept fed. Building the media mon- fed him. And he they became this to be fed. this monster. And now everybody's like, guys, this is serious. Now he's out and of our control. It was never. It was never funny to me. And it was never funny to me either. He's making a mockery and. Of it. Uh, as I've said before, and when you say it, it sounds like you're bragging on yourself. I'm not bragging on yourself. I saw this coming. Yeah. I saw this coming. I saw all of this coming. I'm not smarter than anybody. So why is it that I saw this coming and they were too stupid to not see it? I'm not smarter than I'm not smarter than people who work in the me I'm not smarter than I'm not smarter than anybody. So why did I see it? How am I the only I'm I can't be the only one who saw it. So but if you say it, when I would say it out loud, people would say, that's not true, or that won't happen, or this, when he says, we need to do X thing to Muslims, we need to not, not, not let Muslims in this country. Like, okay, you understand that the end thing of saying that is, we need to round up the Muslims in this country and put them in concentration camps. That's the end. That's the end that's thing. The end goal, yeah. That has to be the. That's where that line of logic goes. Because if you don't let Muslims come into this country, and something happens with the Muslims that are already in this country, which has already happened, right? You have to then say, well, what do we do? Okay, well, let's round up all the Muslims. That's that's the only line of possible logic. Well, it's not even the roundup part. What are you talking about? That's 
rounding up a bunch of anything is probably just not possible, but it's the, the lone wolf who goes to a mosque with a gun right. kind of thing. Like in right. Wisconsin. Let me yeah. tell you something. As far as rounding up Muslims, I don't put anything past the ingenuity of Americans. I just don't think, I I just don't think don't logistically anymore. that's... Because they've done it before. And they I did it once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they and did I could see them doing Japanese it again. <laughs> I could but, see doing it. it would be harder, and it would be, it would be harder to do, but I could see them doing it. But implementing that, it's a, yeah. for, for the impatient guy who just wants to kill himself a Muslim. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's the That's, the that's happening now. That's the immediate thing. <laughs> It's you not know? about rounding like an, an actual program. To, it, it wouldn't have yeah. to get to that point, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it would be just something that people, yeah. the people at the rallies who are, you know, cheering. Mm-hmm. But if you say that out loud, people tell you that you're crazy. I'm like, I'm not. How am I? You don't see it. You just you don't see that it could happen. You just don't see that it could happen. When I read that piece that that cat wrote about when people made the comparison to, to Hitler, and everybody gets mad. When you say Donald Trump is fucking like Hitler, and I'm like, no, that's not true. Like that's because you're thinking of the end game Hitler, who massacred six million Jews and was on his way to world domination. You're thinking of that Hitler, six million Jews. What he's thinking of is the Hitler that rose. Hitler wasn't always Hitler. Hitler right. rose up. He had to hit some open mics. Exactly. <laughs> he had did to, a few he bringers. Had some bringers. He had to do you know? some bringers. He had to do some open mics. He didn't have anybody telling him don't do bringers. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably what he got so angry about. Yeah, so he had to do some open mics. That's who Donald Trump is. And people don't and people don't want to see it. And the press has been complicit in it and now they're trying to back up off of it. You know? I watched Joy Reed and Katie Tour go after this guy, Jack Kingston. People like a guy like Jack Kingston. Look him up, people. He's a former congressman, former representative. He's one of these white people that scare the shit out of me. White people like this. I've said before, and I'll say again. I put up a tweet that says, how do I trust white people on contact, on site? People get mad at me. Okay, that guy's walking the earth. I don't know who the fuck he is. And so he is a guy who's like, well, there's nothing, there's no racism happening in this party. There's, no, there's nothing racist at all. You want to paint everybody out to be racist, but they're not racist. And Katie Tour's like, I'm at rallies. I hear what people say. I've been going to rallies for 15 months. I hear what people say. They say Barack Obama is a Muslim. They say that he wasn't born in this country. They say to lock Hillary Clinton up. They say to kill her. I hear what they're saying. What does he say? That's not happening. Well, what do you ask them to get them to say, to get them to say that? You're asking them leading questions. He's making excuses for people like that. Well, it's also... Those people are scary. To and those people that let those ex- make those excuses, they're the people that let this shit happen. And it's he's, also though he's one of them. He, that's, it's uh, not that he's letting it happen. He wants it to happen. It's just it's just in a nice package. People saying passive. things uh, with the the sliding the moving of the goalpost is that's not racist, unless there's literally a cross burning and a lynching. Doesn't people matter. They'll say, still figure out a way to make that not. Racist. Well, they might. Yeah, but people will say, well, that's not. You know, whatever. They were just caught up in a moment and chanting. You don't really know what they were saying or what they meant. So, just say it's not racism. Just say it's something else. You know, he's tapped into an anger that's legitimate anger. A lot of people feel just whatever, dress it up. But for a lot of people, it has to be uh, extremely explicit to be racist, just like police brutality. That's not brutality. You know, watching a video of someone. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Beat up a shot. Nothing is. Donald but Sterling is more. But it's that's easier my to point. Nothing is brutality. Nothing is racism. And even to a large portion of this country, Donald Sterling is not racist. That's true, Donald but, but it was easier. Racist. It was easier Donald to Trump attack. You know, and they're not. They're not racist. The reason why they're not racist is because everybody white knows someone racist. 
someone that they're close to, someone that's right up next to them and they're close to them. And if you call something racist, you have to call that person racist. You ain't going to do that. You're not going to call grandma It's my racist. uncle, man. You're going to call your uncle racist. You're not going to call your friend who's quick on the draw with a nigger joke. You're not going to call him racist. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. So I'll just say, well, they're not racist. Look at think of all those people who were cool with Anthony from the Opie and Anthony show. All those black comedians and stuff like that. You know he's a racist. What are you cool with him for? He's cool with me. Exposure. Yeah. Or the, Exposure, or the white guys. or the white comedians who are cool with him. Well, Obviously, what it got to a tipping point for Anthony or for Opie because Opie right. was like, I ain't doing this shit no more. Opie could have left and did and did some some internet shit with him. Right. And Obi's like, I ain't doing this shit no more. I can't. <laughs> you know, I, I don't agree with you. It was obviously enough for Jim Norton to be like, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that. You know. Um, but look at the people who still fuck with him. You know, I don't fuck with. I can't. I can't. I, I cannot. I was watching Atlanta, and I thought about that. That I thought about that a lot. That white Atlanta. guy the, at the radio station. Such a good scene. He called him. He said, "My niggas yeah. and all that shit." And yeah. he was like, and he asked the, the janitor, "Does he say that to you?" Shit, no. I'll slap the shit out of him. <laughs> what does that say about Earn? <laughs> right, right. And that's yeah. such a great scene because I have been that guy where people think that they can say, "I don't know what the fuck that sound is." Happens. Sound like somebody was about to start like a jazz song. <laughs> yeah. like maybe someone got an email or something. Yeah, like a some some a sort of sound or something. Off. I don't know what we have on that is cute to that, but uh, who knows? Yeah, but it's such a great scene in Atlanta because I've been that I've been that guy that people can say it to that they feel like you know you know like why because I'm friends with Tim Miller and Tim Miller doesn't care when people say stuff like Tim Miller's that dude. He doesn't okay. care. Tim said it freely. He doesn't. It doesn't bother him. I'm like, okay, I told Tim, I said, you're going to get somebody fucked up. My first because year. they're going to come and say it to me. My first year in grad school, somebody said that. This kid from Kansas. He's like, what's up, my nigga? And I was like, don't say that. Don't ever say that. <laughs> don't say that. No. But in Kansas, it's cool. Yeah, I was like, don't. You might I remember had- watching a comedian. Jamel did really well at the at the draft house one night. And I remember watching a white comedian. I don't want to say his name because we all know him. Say it. Wait, hold on. I'm going to mute the mics. Hang on. And we'll be back in a second. Oh. Okay, oh. we're back. Ran up to Jamel and was like, "Oh, nigga, that was so funny." And Jamel said to him, "You just gonna call me nigga just right out?" Like I could that. picture him saying that, right? Yeah. Call me. But <laughs> my <laughs> thing was, he would never ran up and said that to me. No, he said it to you. He wouldn't have said it to me. He might have tried it with Haywood because Haywood is a jolly guy. Yeah. Until Haywood gets mad, then he's not jolly. Yeah, check his hashtags. Haywood is a big dude. <laughs> Read Haywood's hashtags. Most, most, big, Haywood dudes, big, most dude. big dudes are kind of are nice. It yeah. like, take a lot to get us Yeah, Haywood is angry. a big dude who's raising two sons. He's yeah. not. <laughs> Haywood will tell you some shit about yourself. You ain't ready. Yeah. You know, but he wouldn't have said it to me. But he what, what, that's what I said. What is it about you? Andy does that bit about when white, when white people tell other white people just get up on him and start with the race. I don't think yeah. you do that bit anymore. I, no, I did it for a little while a few years ago. Maybe I'll bring it back. It was too real for white folks. It was too real. because <laughs> it, what's, what's the bit? Andy the, was a little bit, bit too woke in that joke. Andy um, was woke. <laughs> if you're a white person, I think you've probably experienced this too so i think a lot of people did relate but you're somewhere like at a party whatever you don't know a lot of people there a guy walks up to you that you don't really know and within two minutes he like makes a racist comment mm-hmm. like he expects you like yeah to go along with it like you're like he just he just assumes it 
And anyway, the bit was I usually find myself agreeing with them, not because I'm racist. I just don't want it to get really awkward. Mm. <laughs> I guess I'd rather be considered racist than bad at conversation. Yeah. But that is a real moment where you go, you're like, uh huh, yeah. You're like, I'm not going to fight this battle. I'm just going to, you know, just drift away. Write that dude off. But in reality, what you're doing is you're sort of like, yeah, okay, placating uh-huh, them, sure. Yeah, them. And that's too real of a moment because everyone in the crowd has done that, including me. Yeah. So that, but I was trying to point that out. Like here we are in these situations where we don't want it to get awkward. Even though this situation is calling for awkwardness, you know, so you just like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, fuck those niggers. I mean, yeah, you just walk away, and uh, it just—it was too much. It was too real. It wasn't funny enough. It was mm-hmm. just making yeah. a point. It's too real. <laughs> yeah. Also made them think about themselves. Like, <laughs> do I do that? Right. No. Right. <laughs> I've done that. Wait a minute. Wait a second. Especially in th- these days, where especially with the younger crowd, where they're more, uh, they're less likely to admit shit about themselves because they're sort of trying to put on a show as well there's mm-hmm. two shows there's a show on stage and the show the crowd is putting on for the people around it's them. the show there's the after party yeah and there's the hotel show to see and uh <laughs> these days i don't yeah, every freaking i don't think i get away I, I don't think i would get any laughs on that bit if i was to do that in front of like a, a mid-20s crowd and they say because they wouldn't be able to acknowledge that part of themselves right you know that that plays in that gray area just because they would rather not have a weird moment I usually tell people to lighten it, like loosen your assholes up. Just like I, sometimes it makes me mad when you, it, and it's not like, it's like when you're doing your stuff, you just, you say it how you see it and you're what you find funny in it and you say it. And then when you get that reaction, it's like, oh, I was like, no, loosen the fuck up. Come yeah, on. Right. What's your problem? That's them putting on the show for the people around. Yeah. Them. That's right. the other show that's going on right. at a comedy show. Yeah. And some, Younger crowds typically are more like that. That's good insight. Like it, like it's another show going on. Yeah, yeah. That's a- they have to make sure that the people around them know that they're not into bad things and that they are into good things. And some <laughs> bad things, thing. come on, yeah. give it to me. Andy. What you give need it. to do is is good things. See what you're doing now is uh is is bad things. What happens if I do bad things, Doc? If you continue to do bad things, only bad things will be the outcome. Well, how do I get out of this outcome, What you need to start doing, I want you to think about this, (laughs) start doing good things. If you do good things, you will see your life change for the good. We'll be back. Thank you so much, Dr. Phil. That's Dr. Phil. That's every Dr. Phil piece of advice. He just takes some (laughs) obvious shit. That's bad things you're doing. If you do bad, you're going to have bad things. He'll foxy it up. You're as cute as a tick on a hound dog. (laughs) (laughs) There's something I used to say when I was a boy. And, but it's all just like he'll talk to some fucking drug addict. Like you should not do that. <laughs> Don't do drugs and break into stores. We'll be back. We'll right back. I'm gonna give you a put you in rehab. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Get your teeth fixed. All right, we'll we're hour right forty nine. Yeah, let's wrap this one up. All right, it's a dark place. To wrap up. We gotta do one more. We'll do a quick one on Thursday. We'll be discussing a picture of a father and son, black father and son. I definitely want it. Chris is a Chris has a black father. Is this I that? Black I didn't father. even look at this. Is that, is that gay, gay picture? He's gay. We're definitely gonna talk about that on so Thursday. Gay. Uh, Chris, give me your social stuff. Chris Lamberth on Twitter and Instagram, chrislamberth.com. I have a podcast called The Mundane Festival on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. Listen to it. It's great. I don't know who you interviewed the last... The latest one? No, it was like maybe two back. It was good, though. I don't remember what it was, but it was two. It was so good that I don't remember what Calandra it was. Hackney, the act. The act uh, I think it was the brother you interviewed. Clark Jones? Yeah. John Miner? Yeah, Clark, Clark. That was a good episode. Yeah. He was the in town comedian. this week. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, I will be at the uh, improv on the 22nd. I believe it's that Thursday. Around the corner. Because I go to the doctor on the 21st. I'll be at the improv on the 22nd, which is a Thursday night improv, 5 for 5 show. I will be the DC Improv October 6th through 8th, opening yeah. for That's Judah DC Freelander. Improv, by the way. Uh, Judah yeah. Freelander, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I believe, are the shows. Get tickets at dcimprov.com. Etc. Etc. Yeah. For your and for your fans in uh, the upstate New York area, I'm headlining two shows on September 30th at a bar called Slide and Dirty in Troy, New York, at <laughs> nine o'clock. It's a it's like a bar restaurant that specializes in sliders. Okay. So that's going to be my 911. <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to be at the Center Street Pub in Schenectady, New York, and that's like I think that's part of Wing Day festivities all your stuff involves food Why is this that? just happens to be <laughs> i'm actually doing pretty better that? at not being a too much of a fat asshole wing day it's like i think they have like a wing fest in that area every it's like an annual i think it's called the wing walk so there's actually exercise going in between that time where you, and then you nullify it by, by eating wings? by eating wings but yeah. uh you know hey, well I'm, look well, you don't need an excuse to eat wings, wings i'm delicious. right i'm excited about the gigs. are you uh Team flats or team drums on wings? I'm a team drums. Drums. When I drums, please. <laughs> <laughs> Try to tell them. Yeah. Remember when you first you first heard that that drums please that intro? Do you remember that? I don't remember. That doesn't that. Like, and then that oh, because every time you hear this, I'm telling you, every time I hear that song, I put the seat back. Rock him wrote it, right? Uh, rumor has it, rumor. but rumor Rakim, has it? I think Rakim Sorry. denied writing it, but that's probably in the contract. I didn't write that, <laughs> even though it sounds just like me. I didn't write it. <laughs> I don't think it sounds like Rakim. His delivery does sound like Rakim. I mean, that's yeah, that's, that's Proof, easy to say though. You just say just I like Rakim. Who doesn't like Rakim though? The yeah. God MC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, he's the god. Eric B probably doesn't like him much these days. Not anymore. <laughs> Fuck Rock Kim, man. He's stupid. Not I anymore. hate that guy. So you guys come on back on you Thursday. You like that guy? Yeah, you like that guy? You like Rock Kim? Really? Socks. Really? You like him? <laughs> so Wait. you guys come on back on uh, Thursday. We'll be here for you guys. Uh, we had a great time with you guys today. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed my vitriol. I am uh, Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And I'm Chris Lambert. What? Who? Chris Lamberth. One, not one of the Sock Puppet Nation. Pre-Puppet. No. Pre-Puppet. Pre-pu- Co- like, three guys like on the, There are like, a couple of guys who predate. The plug, man. You're the, the original plug. guest. Young, you know Episode 12. A couple of guys who predate. You sat on the floor in Tim's apartment. Yeah. That's right. It's yeah. Courtney, Tim. Uh, uh, Tim. Courtney. <laughs> Has Tim, <laughs> has Tim been demoted? At Tim's, at Tim's place. That's why it was in my head. Courtney. Uh, Courtney. M. Eltringham. Mike Eltringham. Out of Tim's place. Maria Alexander. Yeah. Maria yeah, Alexander. Maria a couple yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, Jessica Brodkin. Did we have <laughs> her on once? Yes, just once. once. She came in. Just once. Yeah. We had a lot of... We had a few... Elahe was on once. Elahe. We haven't had her on Came in one then. time. Funny. Chelsea Short was on once. Yes. All the women get on once. Chelsea's been on more than once. Now I think about it. No, she's been on like, one I'm time. I'm done with it. Because she came on here... I think she's only been on one time. It was her and Sean Joyce. No, because didn't Chelsea come on by herself? I don't think so. Yeah, we I should know get her Sean's back on. been on like twice. We probably should get Sean's her. been on it once. It was they were both here. Chelsea got a great story about getting pulled over while presenting as a black man. How scared she was. Oh she yeah, that's, 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 that's a good story. 
Yeah. So we should probably get her back on to talk about that. Right. <laughs> you know. Anyway. Well, I'll tell you what white people do when it happens. We take our hat and turn her back around forward. Yeah, turn her back around forward. <laughs> Sorry, you officer. Get, you get out the car, yell at the cop. Why are you pulling me over, you fucking pig? <laughs> you know, we, we, uh, we pull our seat up. Fucking pig. Do you know who my father is? You fucking pig. (laughs) Think you can stop me like this? God, am I being detained? (laughs) Am I being detained? Fucking pig. Answer me. Am I being detained? Am I under arrest? Can I talk to the supervisor? Am I being detained? (laughs) I don't have to roll my window all the way down. Yep. (laughs) So you guys come on back on Thursday. We'll be here for you. Three guys on. We're out.